Thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. I usually don't slur that so much, but uh, tonight is a very, very special episode. For all of those who heard the first time that me and Lee Tucker got on here, this rivals it as far as what it means to me. Uh, I don't want to get sentimental. I don't want to get sad. Don't do it. I, I will before the end of this. Don't do it. But... uh. Mr. Tyler fucking Branch, for those who do not know him, Tyler, before we even get started, and we tell all of our fucking war stories. <laughs> we don't really have war stories. We have drunk stories. Well, yeah, but uh, I want you to please tell them uh, your social media stuff so they can look your music up because we're going to make you a fucking star, and I swear I have dreams about it. Uh, you're going to be the baddest motherfucker that I've had. Around here, and it's it's not because you're my boy and you're my brother. It's because that's how fucking much I love your talent. I appreciate that, brother. I know. I'm going to kiss your ass a lot, so I hope you enjoy it. <sighs> I don't know the last time you had your ass kiss this much, but... um, It don't happen. It don't happen a whole lot. Well, you I work on a pipeline to... now, so yeah, I, imagine, I imagine that I you're the one doing... Ki- get it kicked a lot. I don't get it kissed very much at all. Well, um... So, uh, <laughs> me and Tyler, we're going to start from the very beginning here, because that's the only way to start with me and his relationship. We met through a uh, an artist, a country artist, uh, probably about five, six years ago. And uh, the first night I was around this guy, he doesn't realize this. And I don't know if I ever told you this. I have videos still on my old phone, and I don't look at them no more, but I used to. The first time you ever played lottery. Yeah. I used playing lottery yeah. around my kitchen table uh, when I lived in Greston, Georgia. Yeah. And uh, you ended up cutting that song. Yep. You have played for some very good artists. You've uh, opened up for Cadillac 3. You have been on the road with some badass people. And uh, besides all that bullshit, you're just my boy. And... Uh, Man, cheers, brother. Cheers. We're just gonna ding real <laughs> fast. Y'all can, if you didn't hear the ding, then you're not fucking part of the party. Hold on, I gotta sip this, Tyler. But give them your social media information so they can look you up. Um, well, I have a artist page on Facebook that's under my name, Tyler Branch, um, B R A N C H, like a tree branch. I always get that question. But uh, my uh, Instagram is Tyler Branch Music, and. Uh, I think that's all I got right now. Oh, we're gonna make way more than that, though. Well, I mean, there's there's time for that, but I I think that's all I got. Oh, right, right now, that's good enough. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm gonna give you a little introduction in this guy. What are you saying? The what? Neil's on his way. Oh fuck you! You get to meet my big my fucking tree trunk of a man. I met Neil last week. Oh, you're right. You, oh, you went. He went out with us. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, so anyway, uh. Neil Mullis is on the way. If you've heard him on a podcast before, then we're going to have to pause it to get this motherfucker some earbuds. But uh, let me tell you, I have this dream. And my dream centers around Tyler and Lee Tucker. Lee Tucker hears this right now. He just got five teeth cut out of his mouth. And uh, you know how bad it's killing him not to eat right now? Oh, man. Eat, Eat and talk. Two things he loves to do. I'm sorry. He's probably going into DTs because he hadn't said buddy. Buddy, what you doing, buddy? What you doing, buddy? 
<laughs> I'm telling you. That's all he, right, buddy. He hasn't said fat and precious in like four day in like two days. <laughs> he's probably losing his fucking mind. It's probably the longest year, longest time in ten years that he's gone. I'm not saying that. Oh, ten years at least. At least. Yeah. But uh, so I have this dream, and I, if you've ever listened to the podcast and everything before, you know what my dream is. Is I think that there's so many talented people that do music here in Georgia, and they all need to meet, and they all need to be kind of part of each other's lives and on top of one another. And Tyler is going to be the guy. When I say the fucking guy, I mean the guy. All the rest of y'all that's been in this studio, you're going to work with this man, Roy, uh, fucking Chucky P, Lee, everybody. Everybody is going to help make everybody a household name, whether it's a songwriter or performer. And one thing I've been blessed with is being able to put on shows at certain places. Right. And, uh, dude, you don't realize it yet. I need people to know your backstory, <laughs> though. I need people to know how, what the hell you've been through. You being kicked off, and we're not going to say names. The right. people, we, we will not. Right. I, I promise you. One thing about me is we never put out names that don't need to be out there. Right. But Tyler has stole the show with artists before, and that's why he's no longer playing with them. But he deserves to be the fucking headliner anyway, so I think it's a blessing in disguise. And uh, he knows what I feel about him. I kissed his ass enough last weekend, and I'm going to kiss his ass a lot in the next little bit. But, Tyler, I would love for you to tell people you're starting music, uh, using a very bad wreck at one point in time. Yep, yep. And uh, you've overcome all that. And, oh, my. I told you this motherfucker was big. He's, he's a big old boy. He's a big old son of a bitch. Corn fed. I know, I know that, motherfucker, but you just standing up and we're not sitting there. Hold on, we're going to give you a mic in just a second. I know, they're very nice toys. Don't fucking break them. Uh, <laughs> if anybody's going to break these bitches, I'm going to. Um, before we uh, take a pause to put Neil Willis on here, because Neil is fucking somebody that everybody loves to hear from, I need you to tell everybody kind of a little bit of your backstory. Well, I, uh, I grew up in Baxley, Georgia. And uh, my dad's family all played bluegrass music. And uh, dad used to play the harmonica when he, he, mom would sing when she'd rock me to sleep, and dad would play the harmonica. So um, I, when I was about eight years old, I thought, I could do that, maybe. So I used to pick up harmonicas and start messing around, and I started messing around on it and uh, picked that up. And then when I was about 10, I, was, uh, I would always sit around with my cousins and my family, and we would sing. We would sing a cappella, all the old hymns and stuff like that. And then we'd break out the, music, the the instruments at some point in the night. And I used to sit around and just watch them pick and, and saw the fiddle and pick the banjo and everything. And I thought, man, that would be so cool. And uh, my mom had me in piano lessons. I was 10 years old. And I, I hated it. I was 10 years old. You know, that's a piano to a 10-year-old is just so huge. You can't even reach across it, you know. And, uh, that's what I say about my women. Yeah, right. Just can't even reach across. You can't even reach across them. Anyway. But they're nice to play with. But, <laughs> but the lady who was giving me uh, guitar le- or piano lessons, um, she could tell it wasn't really my thing. And so she came to me, 10 years old, and she goes, hey, would you like to learn how to play the guitar? And I said, I would, that'd be cool. I think I would love that. You know, I thought about my family right off the bat. And uh, so she had a little, like a classical guitar, like a little tiny guitar. So she taught me, like, 
the major chords and taught me a few songs and got my rhythm down. I had I had good rhythm as a kid. That was a blessing. I didn't have to learn it. But I started learning on that, but I didn't have my own guitar. So my mom's family's from Mississippi. We were on a family trip there, and my great aunt, we were at her house, and I see this old, it's a Trump brand guitar. And it's propped up in the corner, and it's got like two or three strings on it. And I'm like, oh, you know, they're all in there talking and whatever. And I grab that guitar, and I sit down in a chair at the kitchen table, and I, on them three strings, I started plucking along. I found like one little melody or something that was playing like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star or something. And my aunt comes in there, and she sees me with this guitar, and she goes, you like that guitar, son? I said, yes, ma'am, I, I, I like it a lot. She goes, do you want to take it home with you? I said, and I just kind of looked down and said, are you serious? She said, yeah, I don't. I ain't got no use for it. Take it home with you if you want it. I said, okay. So Dad loaded it up in the car, and we brought it back to Georgia. No case, two strings, not even all the, the pegs. We, well, it had the pegs, and then Dad helped me change the strings on it. And uh, I didn't know you could change the strings on a guitar. I just thought they had strings on them when you got them, and that's good luck with what you got, you know. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> Dad, we take these old strings off, and he gets me a set of strings. We start start fiddling around. And uh, this one of the pegs that go the, that goes in the bridge there to hold the string in, it breaks while he's trying to pull it out because it's been in there for so long. So the head breaks off of it, and I was distraught. I was like, oh, they they don't make those. You can't buy those anywhere, you know. And he goes, hang on. He goes out to the shop and grabs one of his uh, woodworking pencils and shims the the head of it off, cuts a notch in it, shims the head of it off with his pocket knife, and stuck it down in that hole on top of that string. And you know it's there to this day. That was 20 years ago, and that no pig is still in the hole in that guitar. I saw it when I was at their their place last week. It was in the, it's up in the closet. But uh, and from there, I just started. I picked up banjo when I was 14, and and dobro when I was 18, and I was 20. I got I got married when I was 18, divorced when I was 19. Went went. That's kind of, usually what happens went, by that age. Yeah, went kind of wild there for a little bit, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I run up with. I moved to Vidalia, Georgia, to go to school. Oof. And uh, my buddy Cam Reagan had started playing in a band, and he invited me to come out to their shows. And it was Tiger Creek Band. It was Justin Dukes and them boys. And uh, I come out to the OC Lounge, and uh, and they got me on stage to play a song with them. And then the next week, and I stuck around for a good little while and uh, went home. And the next weekend, they invited me to their show at the VFW in Baxley. And I swung by. And they asked me if I had my guitar with me, and I had my little acoustic guitar, you know. And, and I said, that, and I said, yeah, my old box guitar. And, and one of them said, well, won't you play with us tonight? And I said, man, I ain't practiced with y'all. And Daniel found you, you hear it by ear. And Daniel, I know you too fucking good. Oh, you know it by ear. Well, by playing then. bluegrass, that's all you do is improv all yeah. the time. But Daniel Fountain, I'll never forget it. He handed me a set list with like 80 songs on. He's like, well, you know these songs, don't you? And I knew like 20% of them, maybe. And I was like, some of them. He goes, well, the rest you don't just wing it. It'll be fine. And I played the whole show with them boys that night. And they approached me after the show about coming on with them, going to South Carolina. They were playing in South Carolina the next weekend. And from there, I went on I went on the road and kind of never looked back. Well, the next thing I knew, we were opening for Charlie Daniels and, and driving all over the country up to up to North Georgia, CMA Awards, uh, the Georgia C- GCMA Awards. I still uh, got the picture. There's a picture that uh, you boys sent me. Yeah. Who was the lead singer then? Justin Dooksy. Yep. Dooksy. There's a picture on my phone. It's a I've got a screenshot. Oh no no no! Now Justin left. We were the 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 Georgia 
music, whatever band of the year, like the like that covered all the genres in oh, one yeah. band of the year. And then Justin left and went to Nashville, and they elected me without me getting a vote. Elected me to be the lead singer. You should have been. And uh, well, they, but following that, we got nominated for the Georgia Country Music Awards, and that's when we went up and played in uh, in Marietta or wherever the hell it was. Um, but yeah, it was me. It was me and Brian and Daniel and Andy Leonza who was my roommate who taught me so much about playing on the road and touring and, and rig, like rigs and guitars and pickups and all that kind of stuff. He's like a Rolodex, man. He taught me so much. Whoever taught you, I'm just going to tell you, there is never anything negative that you hear about you. You have lived with people who's played for Toby Keith, Mark Wills, uh, all these guys that we happen to just, you know, have to be buddies with. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you're one of the guys that there's this never a fucking negative comment about. The worst comment I've ever heard about you is oh, Tyler steals the fucking show. <laughs> you know how fucked up that is. I oh, wish man. that was the worst comment for me. That's well that that Josh stole the worst the stole the show. Uh, you, you you fucking murder it every time. I think people are, are have been people have been very good to me, very nice. No, to no, me, no. Very... I think I don't think people have been nice enough to you. Well, there's been a lot of people that's been a lot of nice to me, and I've I, well, I don't. I'm I've told you, to I, that. I have, I have straight up told you my feelings on it, and I'm gonna get rich. <laughs> it's not, I, I, <laughs> you know that thing that where they say is you're uh, you're supposed to dream it into existence. You're oh, supposed yeah. to talk it into existence. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get fucking rich, but one of the reasons why I'm gonna get rich. Is because I'm telling you, and you can think I'm fucking crazy. You are involved in my scheme. Well, you have to be. You <laughs> and Lee Tucker and the guy. When we take a break in just a second, hops on here. Neil Mullis. He doesn't know he's in it, but he's in it. There are so many people because I have this dream. And, I like that. And I'm. I don't care how many thousands of people hear this, uh, but I'm telling you. I'm not saying it starts and finishes with you, but there is gonna be you're gonna be a big fucking part of it, dude. Well, you just—I think you've been like—and let me give you a little background on this guy. Everybody knows how much, and Neil's fixing to get on here in a few minutes when we take a pause to piss. But I always say that I've got buddies that work real jobs. Neil Mullis works a real job. Tyler Branch works a real fucking job now. He does pipelining work up in uh, it's it's uh, New York. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, you do a uh, pipelining up in New York. Yep. And uh, I'm telling you, I don't know what it's like to work a real job, but <laughs> I know that's not where you're supposed to be. <laughs> I know you want. All right. So last weekend, me and Tyler and uh, Lee and Neil. And uh, this other guy, his name's Kaz. We all went out, and uh, it ended up at one bar that uh, Tyler and Lee got on stage. There was a lot of people, and they were college fucks. That's what we're going to call them as college fucks. They didn't realize there was a lot of people there that realized how good you were and just was so drunk that they just didn't pay any attention. But even like the owner, Rob, said at Cashman's like, I really want to book this guy again. Really? Oh, yeah. I've done book like two or three people for this guy, though. Like He takes my word on it, but then he heard you, and he heard Lee, and he's like, I really want to book both of them. And I was like, well, Lee, 
is hit and miss because he's in Nashville or he's in Baxley or Hazelhurst, where the fuck he's from. And uh, you, you're either in New York or you're in Nashville. So, I mean, it's, it's way harder to get you to come down for, for, you know, $300. But uh, let me tell you, there was so many people. And this is where I'm going to leave before we take a break and we piss and we get another whiskey drink and then we go back into talking because we got to put Neil on here. Uh, There were so many people that asked about you. Between what I posted on uh, Snapchat and TikTok of you and then the people that heard you at Cashman's, you're a bad motherfucker. I just, I feel, I'm going to give you my theory before we go take a pee-pee break. Okay. You have always thought, well, I'm not saying thought. I think people have made you think that you are just the lead guitar player, that you're not a front man. You're a front man. And not only you're a front man, you're a fucking epic ass front man. <laughs> Me and three other people that I love very, very dearly. The last concert that we got to go to before Corona fucking murdered it for mm-hmm. us. Was Sturgill Simpson and Tyler Childers. Oh, man. What a show. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> the best fucking show I've ever seen in my life. Sturgill Simpson did something. And I'm not comparing you to Sturgill Simpson because I love you, but you're not fucking Sturgill Simpson. No. Okay. I'm, no. just, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to make you hit big, but I'm not going to fucking say you're Sturgill no. Simpson. But the whole time we're watching Sturgill Simpson, Sturgill was lead guitar and lead vocal. You know as a musician how fucking hard that, that is. That is. That's super... Oh, man. That's like right brain, left brain. Oh, yes. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking stupid hard yeah. regardless, right? Oh, yeah. But I have seen you, and I'm not saying you've hit the licks that Sturgill's hit, but I've seen the <laughs> hey, licks that you've hit. You're a bad motherfucker. And more people need to know about Tyler Branch. And when Grazing Grace blows up, you're going to be part of it. Because I know that you are what I saw that night with Sturgill Simpson. Now, are you Sturgill Simpson? Like I said, no. Bad man. No, because there's nobody. As far as I've told people time and time again, I feel like when we we saw Sturgill Simpson that night, it was like my daddy seeing Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. That man. It was was a fucking conundrum. It was something (laughs) you can't explain. No. He is a singular thing. He He, ain't. You know. I've never, I've never ever seen it. Lee Tucker of all fucking people. He knew who fucking Tyler Childers was, so he went with us because of Tyler Childers. Mm-hmm. By the end of the night, Lee Tucker said, "Fuck Tyler Childers." He and I love Tyler Childers, and Lee does too. But when he saw what Sturgill Simpson did that night, oh yeah, it's like it doesn't compare. Lee Lee Tucker and Andy Bohannon. And I'll, I'll oh, forever be grateful. R.I.P. Andy. I'll you just made be, Lee Tucker cry. I'll forever be grateful to for, to to Andy Bohannon and Lee Tucker both. And uh, and I love I loved Andy because I, I I could not see that boy for two years. And when I see him, it's like very good it, man. Like we ain't skipped a beat. But him and Lee used to come and hang out, and they would come to my little house out in Vidalia. I lived out in the woods on a dirt road about ten minutes outside of town. And sometimes it would be they'd be forty or. 50 people at the house and sometimes it'd just be me lee and andy but they were like i remember the night they come in and it was just us three we we're hanging out bullshitting around and andy goes hey did you show him that guy we found 
And uh, he goes, oh. No, but, I was looking at Neil. Oh. oh you go but, ahead and tell your story. But no, he said, hey, did you show him that guy we found his music to? And, and uh, Lee goes, no, I'm glad you said that. And uh, I said, who is it? And he said, it's a guy named Sturgill Simpson. I said, who? He said, Sturgill Simpson. Hang on. And and he showed me the, the he's just come out with the Turtles all the way down the line, uh, Turtles Down the Line album. You're the reason I know who Sturgill is. That's right. That's right. And, you, then, when, and when I you played it, Jaeger yep. Christmas, last time we did yep. Jaeger Christmas, yep. the first song you told me when we walked in the door, yep. when you, well, excuse me, when you walked in the door, was you got to hear Turtles all the way down. Yep. Yep. You're the reason why I even know who fucking Sturgill is. That was something like I had not heard ever, really. And and they, you know, but they, but Andy Bohan and Lee Tucker are the two are the reasons that I know who Sturgill Simpson is. They they introduced me to him, and I, it changed my perspective a little bit, you know. I'll tell you what. On that note, right there, we're going to take a piss break and get another liquor drink. And uh, you know what? It's not going to be a moment of silence. But we're going to take a pause of silence. For Andy Bohannon, who, uh, if Lee Tucker's listening to this right now, mm-hmm. I was not close to Andy. I don't know how close you were, but I know Lee was extremely close to oh, him. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, Lee and Andy, this pause right here is for you, brothers. And we're back. Thank you all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. Uh, we had a little technical difficulties. I don't know. Did that sound as fucking bad as I think it did? Not that it, uh, it was just me fucking slurring. That's what I meant. Sounded bad. Uh, we have Neil Mullis joining the show now. Thank you, Neil. Hello, hello. Uh, many a people like you being on the show, and uh, they always like your point of view because you are, and I always mean this with the most respect. You're the average everyday guy. You have a real job, uh, which Tyler has a real job now too, but uh. You're the guy that always comes on with musicians and jokesters and people that don't give a shit. And uh, you always remind us what it's like to actually be a real fucking hardworking American. And thank you, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't hear you worth the fuck, so I'm going to turn you up a little bit. And But no, you keep talking. Okay. Oh, oh that sounds good. That sounds good, right? Yeah, that sounds okay. good. Okay. Sorry, we just got brand new equipment. And thank you to the people who bought us the brand new equipment. Uh, very grateful for it. And uh, so, Neil, Tyler, last weekend we all went out together. Yes, we did. And uh, we had an extremely good time. And uh, I really wish that everybody that was with us, besides for one person, could be here. Because I think one person got on our fucking nerves the whole time. Uh, And if they're listening to this right now, don't be so fucking socially awkward. (laughs) And if you're socially awkward... Don't go around people that are socially not socially awkward. Uh, I'm weird. I know that I'm weird, but you cannot be fucking that weird and hang out with people like us. As much as I love the person we're talking about, we will not say any names. Uh, man, you just got to let shit go sometimes. That's right. That's right. You just got to have a good time. You can't be bothered. You can't deal with bullshit and... I don't know. I don't know. Neil, these are good mics. Did you see how it keeps going right there like it just did it then? I stop touching it. I like touching it. Just stop touching Hands it. off. That sounds a whole lot better when you keep your hands to yourself. I would say yours sounds better too. Yes, exactly. I will quit touching it. Yep. I'm going to turn yours up though. <laughs> I think yours is low, but I am looking at the monitor. Uh, but anyway, so 
you guys, the past couple days have been extremely crazy in this country. And uh, now you can pop a top. Nobody give a shit about you popping a top. That's just, uh, what is our sponsor? Green tea. Uh, is Arizona Green Tea. Just mm-hmm. Arizona, he just popped a tab of Arizona Green Tea. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. We're not. Are we recording? Is that on camera? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Arizona Green Tea. <laughs> it's just in a, it's in a natural light can. But it's still, it's okay. He's just got like the fucking shit wrapped around it. This is all props. Yeah. You're supposed to think that we're it's drinking. It's cozy. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to think that we're drinking alcohol right now, but we're not. No. We're not. Um, so anyway, there's three country boys sitting here at this table. And uh, Neil and me, I don't even know what your like, political stand on anything is, Tyler. But me and Neil both, uh, we shit our pants this week. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you did. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to get to that here in a few minutes. But I want to start off, uh, you kind of told us a little bit while ago, what are you doing for a living now, Tyler? Before we even get into the political aspect of everything going on in this world right now, what are you doing right now? I know what you should be fucking doing, and it's called being a musician, (laughs) but I'm going to help with that so it doesn't even fucking matter. What are you doing right now? Right now, I work for a pipeline company in western New York, working on a natural gas pipeline. Um... I just recently was able to get a winter layoff, which sounds terrible. You know, you tell people, yeah, I'm laid off. And they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, heck no, I'm going to Georgia. You know, I thank I, fucking God. I moved up. I moved up there in uh, in early March of this this past year of 2020. And uh, and I was very fortunate in that I'd been I'd been doing nothing but making music on the road for the the for five, six years prior out of Nashville, and then um, I just kind of felt like I needed to make a move, make a change. You know, I needed to stretch my legs a little bit. You know, you also have been knocked down by some – I can't say their names. I know, I know, but it, the point stands, I just – I felt like I needed to change. And uh, it just worked out that I looked for stuff down here. Nobody was hiring. I looked up there, and it just – it it that's the way it worked. It, it They called me back and, and everything, and um, – and, so we picked up and moved and I wasn't thinking about, you know, the, the pandemic stuff started happening and travel restrictions got put in place and you got to quarantine and do all this. So moved up into February uh, of 2020 and I got to come home two days after Christmas this year. And I, that's the longest by far that I've ever been gone from I home. fucking don't want you to leave. And I I don't want to leave. I love it. I love Georgia. And I'm, you know, I'll, uh, I do what, you know, like you said, doing what I got to do right now. But it's, I'm thankful because it's kind of given me a, a perspective of, you know, I've worked and I've worked real, I was an EMT. Um, before that, I was in x-ray school. Before that, I worked for Georgia Power. Um, and I've, so I've had big boy job, but like nothing like pipelining, like pipelining, it's a you know strong back strong you know just, you gotta be a bad motherfucker yeah to pop one. like and it so i i went up there kind of having some idea what i was getting into and then i remember the first day of my well, like you said big boy job after i'd quit playing on the road and i moved up there and it you know my first day was like shock and i you know it wasn't like i was 
wanted to go home and sob quietly into my pillow. But like, I'm like, man, I, now I remember what this is about because I did electrical work right out of high school and it was tough. I've never done, I say I've never done manual labor. I work for my day's drywall company, but I really have to ask that. Now I wouldn't, I, I, I hate drywall. I'll tell you, I don't, I'm not, a, I've, I've been around guys doing it when I was doing electrical work and I'm, I'd hate to know I had to do that. I'd, I'd pipeline over that. I'll tell you. That's fucking rough. anybody would. That's rough. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I got back into the whole swing of things, and uh, and they bounced me around between. So the company I work for has a – they do gas, they do uh, telecom, and they do restoration. And uh, so I got bounced around from, from telecom, restoration, all that stuff, and they brought me back to the gas side. And uh, my foreman is the kind of guy that if it don't get dark till 9 o'clock, you're going to work till 8.45, and then you start rolling everything up, and hopefully you're out of there by right after dark. So through the summertime, I was working 60, 65 hours a week pipelining when this time last year i was on a van or a bus or a, or a pickup truck or going downtown nashville to play shows on broadway and uh and it was it was a little bit of a shock man but i i gotta say i'm very very thankful for the experience it's very obvious though that that's not where you belong i mean neil neil was with us last weekend and uh i told tyler when uh when he first got here today that there was this moment that after he got off stage and he played those two songs at Cashman's Pub. Shout out to the owners of Cashman's Pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, making very fucking good bar and a restaurant. I very much like them. Um, there was this moment when you got off stage, and it was just like, and it might even been while you was on stage. Oh, my God. Did y'all hear that growl? I heard that. <laughs> that was that whiskey coming back up. Hell of a mic. It, mm-hmm. They're extremely good mics. There was this moment, dude, that you look like you were in your natural habitat. There's no other way to put it. It was where I'm not saying you're not good at what you do at pipeline and all that stuff because you're probably fucking very good at what you do, or you wouldn't be still getting paid for it. You're right. But when you saw you on stage, and it was just I don't know. Neil might have saw it. He might not have saw it. But that's where you're supposed to be. Is it? It's just so fucking natural to you. To where some people get up there and they struggle and they're lost when they get up there and they look like they're in la-la land. But you have not been up there in a hot-ass minute when you got up on that stage the other day. You even told me before, you was like, I got rider block and all this shit. You got up yeah. there and it was like you never missed a day. What, I, did, what Neil, what did he look like when he's up there to you? I mean, he looked. I mean, he's done it. He looked like he'd done it every day of his life. I mean, I, I get where he's coming from, though. The whole pipeline deal. All right. Uh, if if you you got to make a living, I mean, yeah. you got to make a living. And I don't know what your situation was or what you were doing, uh, traveling, playing on the road before. But uh, I mean, I get it. You know, go chase your dreams, make your name known, make you. You know, I mean, all them, all those guys up in Nashville. They, I assume, they did the same very thing. They just, uh, they were fortunate enough to get a record label. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta, you gotta make a living. That's right. I mean, that's right. It, if you gotta take a break for a little while and put some cash in your pocket, um, you know. That's how I feel. The I good feel thing like... is, the good thing is, is that you've actually got talent. See, I'm gonna be doing this shit. I'm doing right now the rest of my damn life. Cause... <laughs> oh, me too. I'm gonna be trying Gosh, to. Ma- I'm just gonna be trying to make these guys like him. Well, like known. Well, Josh's mouth makes him money, and I mean, yeah. essentially yours does too. But uh, 
Fair enough. You know, I mean, you're thank, just as good. Thank God, the good Lord blessed me with a strong back because uh, <laughs> I don't think you're gonna need it though. I think, no. I think all of us. You don't realize you're just as good as I am at this. And Tyler, Tyler is just as good at music as anybody else. You got Blue Cross Blue Shield. No, no, I don't have. I don't have no insurance. <laughs> no, no, I'm fitting to go on Biden Care. Oh boy, oh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that shit. I, I know. Fuck that shit. No, we're not talking about politics on this one. Um, I'm over it. At, at you're fitting to you fit fall right into it. I'm not. Mm. I'm fitting to go back to Tyler. Right to. on he the edge. So yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm already go ahead and mad. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Fuck Biden. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fitting to, I'm fitting, to, I'm fitting to blow your mind. I had some time to sit and think about all this shit that's going on. And uh, I think people need to quit paying attention to who your president is and start looking at your congressman. Absolutely, right. right. sir. Exactly I've been right. saying it for a long time. You got to look at your community, your congressman, your exactly. representative. Exactly. Yep. Because you're exactly right. That damn that damn Joe Biden has changed his stance on what he wants to do three oh, different yeah, damn times so in over times. a year and a half. And I think take politics out of it. I bet he's a pretty cool dude. I really. I mean, I'm gonna say that. I mean, just his the way he is, the way he carries himself. He's real he cool for a pedophile. Yeah. I don't think he's a pedophile. I don't think he's not. Yeah, but it's all about what they show you. Don't oh, get you're right. Wrong. No, you're right. No, I, I'll, I I'll, I'll 100% give you that. You are exactly right. right. I, I, you're exactly right. The, the damn the damn news media, just like, I don't condone in these some bitches going and knocking windows out of the Capitol building right. and going in there and desecrating. You think it was you, staged? No. No, I mean, I Me think, and you talked about it yeah. as it was happening yeah. on the phone. I think it was staged. I don't. I don't think it was staged. I think you had a bunch of gung ho right wing extremists that said they were going to go make their name known, and four of them got killed. I just. I don't think none of them got killed. There was four people got killed. There's I don't a, think they actually got killed. There's a video of a woman like she. I saw her wrong. getting what they said shot. No, I mean, did you see the? You didn't see, you didn't see her laying on the ground. You ever watch Jurassic Park? Them yeah. dinosaurs look real as fuck. You think them dinosaurs are real? I mean, that? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. The only argument I'm going to make about that, and I would like for us to move on from politics, <laughs> is you and me were on the phone as it was happening. Yeah. There was 250-something thousand people there. You're telling me out of 250,000 people, 30 or 40 people, you went into the house. Two hundred and fifty thousand people were at Trump's speech. They Those were still walking down. They, they were still walking Pennsylvania down Pennsylvania Avenue. You yeah. ever been to DC? No, I haven't. It's a good stretch from the White House to the Capitol. It's a really yeah. good stretch. Yeah. Those people that broke into the Capitol, they were already there. If you li- if you go back and listen to what Trump's about speech, all the what all about all the people on the steps though? By the time those people made that long ass walk from where Trump was at to the Capitol. They had already had the road blocked off. All those people you seen right there in the yard stomping their feet, if that had been 250,000 people, that little Capitol Police Force wouldn't have been able to put they a dent in it. a chance. I, I, just, I just think that it was too – I think it was too relaxed. I, the, the thing that bothers me is, all right, me, you, and Tyler right now, we go break into a bar in Macon after hours, and there's security guards there, and we want to take a photo op. You think we're going to get a chance for a photo op at a bar in Macon after hours? 
How do you get a chance to take that many photo opportunities? Well, once again. Well, I, that's what I'm just saying. How am I going to get all of us look calm and collected once. standing there taking a fucking photo op? That That's what bothers me. Once again. It's all what they tell you on the. Oh, news. You're right. You're you're exactly but right. They made they they made the statement. All personnel, all Capitol Police, all the senators, and all their little cronies and everything was sheltered in place. They sheltered all the cops in place until backup arrived. So there was about a 15 minute window that allowed all these people to go in and ransack the place. But if you notice, it didn't last very long. It really, I mean, it was a. But the thing, I think but, it lasted as long as they but, wanted it to. But my stance on all this is, is those people did more harm than they did good. Oh, on, exactly. On, no, on you're hundred. You're hundred percent right on, about that. On regardless. one major, on one major account here. Now you've got foreign adversaries: China, North Korea, Iran. Every one of them is scared to death to come over here. Mm-hmm. Well, these fools, they just walk up, knock, up, knock the door down, and walk right on in. You've got Iran and China and no telling who else well, sitting there trying to figure out how the hell to get over here. And they're yeah. like, shit, we'll just walk up and beat the door down. Yeah. Well, it I, was that easy. Uh, th- this is my take on it. I think that the people went in there already knew that they were going in there. I think that's why you had, because I don't know if you've seen the videos and stuff, but there is several older gentlemen. And, and the ones that I've seen, there might be older females, but there were older gentlemen telling people not to go in. Yeah. They were they, they wanted people to wait on the steps and show a show of force. Yeah. The, like, the people that went in were a younger crowd, but it was, even in, in my mind, it's, it was a complete lack of disrespect. It was a show of force that went too of, far. It was a lack of respect. But also, at the same time, I feel like, now I heard uh I've heard several politicians since all that shit happened, they're scared. My thing is I'm kinda glad they're scared because I feel like it was a reminder to them that they work for us, we don't work for them. And they realized real quick like that if America wants to assemble, they will assemble against them. And they were you, taking our civ- civility for granted. They were. You, yeah. Well, you have a lot of people in this country, people like us, people who are, and we're not, you know, we're not fanatics. We're not, you know, oh, no. zealots. We're not, but we, we love our freedom and we love our way of life. And, be, and we believe in the sacrifice of the people who have fought for this country and died for this country, that it means something. And because, and I might be wrong on this. But I, I, most people you find that way these days were raised that way. That's right. And the people that you find that are wrecking stuff, knocking, because when they started boarding up businesses in L.A. and uh, and Seattle and Washington D.C. before the election, they wasn't doing it in case Biden won. They were doing it in case. Trump won. You are correct. The people that are going around knocking windows out and tearing shit up. Yes. Mommy and daddy's bought everything they've ever had in their life. They and they've had never one. had to work for what they got. You That's are right. ex- Both That's of right. you are right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, the thing is, is like, God, it bothers me. Because people just don't do their, their, their fucking, they don't dive into shit. 
They don't read anything. No, no. no. They, they read, they, they listen to what the media tells them, and they stop. And all those goddamn politic, political ads that they put in your mailbox every day. Oh, that's all. Every time I got into it, tried to have a civil conversation with somebody, they were pretty much reading off of whatever they got in the mail. Yeah. That's right. Like, man, go on, go online and read these bills that they're trying. Like, read them. Well, you're I mean, one of you are actually one of the ones that told me, and I didn't know this about the gun tax that Biden has had on his fucking website two hundred dollars if you already fucking own a gun. Yeah. Like he wants to charge you two hundred dollars for every gun you've already registered. Now, how do you think that's gonna go? It's not. Well, it's, it, I mean, it's not. Here's here's one thing that I've that I've seen. I listened to I I I music myself out when I was riding so much on the road and listening to music all the time. So I got in, into more of the the podcast and stand up comedy. And there's a, a comic that I listened to, and uh, he was talking about gun control and if they tried to take up everybody's guns and one of the one of the points that he made was that you're talking about asking people's sons and daughters and aunts and uncles and cousins to go to their cousins and nieces and nephews and brothers and sisters houses and take their gun you're talking about the military having to go in and do things like this and it ain't one that ain't gonna happen no. i don't think it's gonna happen two he also said this and i laughed it because it's more humorous to me but also he said you're talking about our government having to round up however many hundreds of millions of firearms 41 there are. million gun owners. just 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 registered that's 41 million and think Absolutely about how many they have and the, the ones that are unregistered, and our government couldn't get its shit together enough to put together a website for Obamacare to make it work like it was supposed to. And you, you telling might, me they going to go around? If you weren't already one of my best friends, you just became my best friend. <laughs> you telling me they going to organize enough to take up 500 million registered They're not going to fucking this? organize for anything. That's the problem. There's too many fucking people that have their self-interest about it. That's right. I mean, I mean it's, it's not going to happen. Beto O'Rourke can go eat a bag of dicks, by the way, if he's listening. <laughs> you know who can eat a bag of dicks that everybody keeps on every time I get on TikTok Live or whatever and they see my Trump sign or they see whatever? Uh, AOC. Oh, yeah. Anybody that thinks AOC is going to be the fucking president at any point in time, I just want to tell you, you better fucking go back to grade school. Oh, the Democrats done kicked her in the butt, man. Well, we they, said the same thing about Biden about a year ago. So. Well, no, but you... All right, but the reason, the only reason why Biden won, and I'm just going to say we take fraud and everything out of it, the reason why Biden won is because the media made people hate Trump so fucking bad. No, the Trump media... made people hate Trump. Well, Trump... You are. I mean, he didn't the media... No, no, you're both right. But the media was worth a good 10 to 12 points on the on yeah. the election. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I voted for him. I did. I don't vote for personality. I vote for politics. That's right. I don't vote for a name. I vote for what, what, they're, what they're about. Well, it's more about what's better for you and your family, though. Exactly. Trump's better for you and your family. Trump's better for me and my family. Mm -hmm. Trump's better for Tyler and his family. Yep. Like, that's why we vote Trump. Now... If and I, I'm just saying because I know both of you pretty well. If Joe Biden would have been better for y'all's family and yourself, you'd have voted Biden, mm -hmm. like without a doubt. People don't understand. It's we have seen it. We have went through eight years of Obama and Biden. We went through four years of Trump. I don't know about y'all, but I was more successful in life <laughs> under four years of Trump. 
why am I a Trump supporter? Because my life was better under those four years. But the thing that people, it pisses me off about people that voted for Biden. <clears throat> if you're intelligent enough to read his website or read what he wants to do, fine, great. If you want to fuck yourself, fuck Happy yourself. socialism. But if you're too ignorant to go on there and read exactly what the hell's going on, literally, he wants to pass his Green New Deal. Don't be yep. a dumbass. Go read about it. It says in the first fucking column, we're going to raise the price of fossil fuels so it'll make this Green New Deal a better option. How do you think those urban communities, and I'm not calling out a, a anybody. Atlanta. Atlanta. How do you think Atlanta is going to feel when that gas price goes to $5 a fucking gallon? I'll tell you why. Uh, they don't care. Because you can go get an electric scooter and ride around Atlanta for five bucks. That's, that's the thing, too. Just like New York City, up where I'm at. All their, where, uh, yeah. go, ahead, go ahead. All, you, all you their buses, all their buses are like uh, 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 propane, I think, or something. I mean, the it, Marta and all Marta, that shit. Marta, Marta's electric. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So where I'm at in New York, Western New York, right between right between Rochester and Buffalo, um, is very red. Very, very red. Everybody hunts. Everybody deer hunts, squirrel hunts, shoots, fishes, rides four-wheelers, everything. Everybody's blue-collar, um, except for your very small amount of people. The reason that New York State is a is a blue state is because of New York City. And if you go to New York City, nobody owns a car. And I guarantee you half of them hadn't thought what's going to happen if half of the semis, that's the, the, the companies that are running these Never the, the food shipments to come into these food stores so they can buy groceries – jack the price up and they can't run their trucks anymore which i know they're the big corporations will go straight to alternative power sources and nobody will give a shit but the people that like us that are driving driving pickup truck gas and diesel pickup trucks and uh you know you know that, the, people that are, bl- the people that are driving the priuses ain't gonna give a how shit. how you gonna make a 12 volt battery run an 18 wheeler you're not yeah it, it can't fucking happen i yeah. mean you can barely get 300 out of a toyota prius yeah hey, it's <laughs> not gonna fucking happen right. so, what what has blown my mind mind too it was like with the state of georgia people don't realize that the majority of our population is around the atlanta area that's right so like all these people and I don't say uneducated, I say undereducated. They think that just because it looks like on a map that 80% of the state is red, that it should have went red. No. No, it, it, it's not that way. The, the majority of our population in the state of Georgia is up around Atlanta, Savannah, a little bit of Macon. It's all the prior capitals. Yeah. There's Savannah. Let's see. Savannah. Is Savannah making Columbus in Atlanta? Savannah, Atlanta, or Savannah, Augusta, Louisville. I don't know what the fuck Louisville is. That's that's price. I thought, I was, in, I, thought I was in Kentucky. Um, no, that's Louisville. Louisville. But well, all the prior capitals of Georgia well, is where that, that concentration of well, that. Well, that's the thing. Is. It's like I had somebody, and it broke my fucking heart to hear this. I'm a conspiracy theory nut. And I was talking about all this shit, and I had somebody message me that is literally in the GOP that I'm buddies with, and they said, you can talk about all the conspiracy theory shit you want. Stacey Abrams and the fucking Democratic Party outworked the GOP for the state of Georgia, and that is why it is a blue state. Here's the thing. Here's here's the way, and you can you can argue it all day long, and I'm an avid Trump supporter, and I'll go on record saying that. But if if the Don would have just shut his mouth a little bit, 
Oh, no, no. Because no, we've because said it several kept, times on he this show. Insisted, he insisted. He's insisted. And he and if he's going to pull something out of the hat, by God, he's brought it down to the wire. But he's kept insisting that he's going to be the next president. He's going to be the president. He conceded. And, he conceded today or right, yesterday. Right. But he kept saying that until your red counties, like these down here, like where we're from, a bunch of people stayed home that if he would have just the, stepped back and been only, like, if you don't vote right now, everything's going to go to the shit. The only fucking cool thing that is left from Don is he was asking today about being about receiving a self-pardon. The reason why he's asking about receiving a self-pardon is also the reason why he's been deleted off all social media accounts is because he said that if he was going to lose, he was going to expose a whole lot of secrets. He is not given a platform now. He's fixing to expose the aliens. He's finna expose fucking every cover up. He's fixing to expose all this shit. That is why he has been deleted off everything. That's also why they're trying to invoke the 25th Amendment, Amendment to, impeach to, to impeach him. Not even impeach him, it's to get him out of office for the next couple of days because they know what he's gonna do. Yeah. I- and I and like half of me. Half of me wants to hear what it, wants to hear those presidential secrets, but also I've seen the way people have acted about this fucking election. We're not ready for it. I don't think that we are ready as a fucking society to hear about aliens or conspiracies or anything, and have somebody that has some kind of standing to tell us like it's the fucking truth. Yeah, but think about how much credit he's got right now. Think about these last two months. All this shit he's been talking about having an election overturned you, and winning and things like that. I'm gonna I mean, I'm finna lose a lot of followers, what I'm about to say. I'm gonna tell you something. Graham Lindsay. The uh Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. I yep. said it backwards. Did you hear what he said the other day? Uh uh-uh. I'll show you the video when we get done. Lindsey Graham, uh, the other night, who is a friend of Trump. Mm-hmm. He literally said on the floor of the House of Representatives and everything, he said, enough is enough. He said, it's over with. I love Trump. We will always be friends, but enough is enough. Yeah. This is it. Like, it's, it went too far. And there was a part of me as a conservative and everything else that I needed to hear that. I needed to hear somebody that was a fucking South Carolina Trump supporter that has always had his fucking back to say, look, because I didn't understand. I, I posted it on fucking social media whenever uh, Trump was talking, and he and I, I posted it, and I said, Trump does not know what Pence is going to do. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could see it in his face. You could hear it in his voice. Yeah. He had no idea what Pence was going to do. What lost me... And I, if it ends up being a conspiracy or whatever it is, but I don't think it was as bad as we thought it was. It wasn't. I, I don't. I don't. Now, after I saw Pence act the way that he did, I saw Graham act the way that he did. I don't think it was as bad as it fucking what they tried to make us think it was. I tell you what is bad. I tell you what is bad, and you can um, you can take it for what it's worth. In my opinion. Uh, Trump almost got to be where it was a cult following. 
I think so too. I mean, that, that's I, how scary. I, it no, got. no, it, it, I, I agree with it, you. It got to the point to where people weren't using more morals anymore. They were they mm. were taking everything he said with gold. What? I mean, it, it it you know me. I voted Republican Party. I didn't vote Trump Party. I yeah. voted Republican Party. Right. It just so happens Trump was the poster boy for the Republicans, and he didn't do a very good job about being the poster child. He had a real bad habit about not compromising yeah. with politicians to get things done. You're a multi-billionaire. <clears throat> That's number one. Okay, you have no reason to be where you're at other than the fact you want to see the country move forward, right? Absolutely. Right, so you're a multi-billionaire. Why not try to give the Democrats a little respect when, that, it, com- then, when it comes to negotiating? Now, no I, Republican or Democrat has ever gave the other side party the other respect. I want though. you to Look, just think. I wish they would. I want you to just think how many people would have voted for Joe Biden if he would have put on his platform. He wanted to uh, increase insurance coverage, you know, Medicare and all that kind of stuff and everything. And just completely left out the whole gun law thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you imagine, just well, leave it's out not- the gun law thing and just say, we're going to raise the corporate tax rate, but yeah. we're, we're going to give incentives in different ways. We're not just going to completely repeal Trump tax laws. Right. I mean, just imagine how many people would have. Well, here's here's the thing, and you, you make an interesting point with that, and I've thought a lot about that because if they would have if they would have got, got the Don off of Twitter, about two years ago, yeah. he probably had about ten more points in the election because yeah. he he screwed himself out of that. But but what I it comes agree. down to is the, his demeanor, and I love him because he he go in there and he he didn't he didn't give a shit. You know yeah, he'd I say mean, what he meant. Well, but the, but at the same time, but at the same time, I I up until March of this past year, I had been playing music on the road for a living. Well, partially my living, then I moved to Nashville, but I've been doing it for ten years, and. One thing that I learned through my time of being on the road, and I've been on the road with some people that I just absolutely like. Casey Arbrough is one of them. Oh, God, I love Casey Arbrough. Justin Dukes, Josh Sanders. John, Josh Sanders. John Fox, JC. You're saying names we all love. All those guys, I love them like brothers, and I will love them to the day I die. But I've also been on the road with people that when they called me for gigs and they called me for tours and stuff, I'd go, oh, man. Dickheads. Yeah, because, and I learned real quick that, if you're going to be successful in anything, you've got to learn to be at least somewhat easy or easier to civil. get along with. It's civil, yes. You've got to concede some things, that, and, and that you can you can be around people, and they can do things that drive you up the wall. But you've got to learn to to catch and release as far as that stuff goes. You got to learn to take the good with the or take the bad with the good. And just do the best thing. Do do the best you can because I've I've seen guys that have lost money gigs and and tours and stuff because of personality, not because they were a bad player or because they were not talented at what they do or they didn't know have the technical knowledge, but it's because they were not they were a terror to work with. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump was a terror to work with, but if he had dialed it back a little bit, I feel like it would have helped him out in the long run. I think it would have helped him at it the same time. It it wouldn't, won it he wouldn't him. have been him. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have won it for him because the media had it out for him to start with. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it, it would have it would have done nothing but help him. I think there's a couple of things that I think fucked him. I think that him not coming out uh the, I think this would have won in the election to be honest with you is I think if when like the George Floyd situation went on I think if he would have came out and said Black Lives Matter, 
but I don't believe in the Black Lives Matter organization because I, I'm I'm one that believes that they're two different entities. I believe that if he would have came out and said, I support African-Americans, uh, I think he would have fucking crushed it. I don't think that would have made a difference. I think it would have. What screwed him, and I didn't know enough about it until I got looking into it. Whenever they, whenever Chris Matthews, I think it's his name, the very first debate he had, asked him to denounce the the Proud Boys or whatever they are. It was the white supremacy, the folks. If yeah. you want to call it that, whatever the fuck, I mean, they're, they're jokes. They're know, jokes. What they asked I him mean, to. He should have. Anytime you got a bunch of dumbasses tearing down a city, you don't need more dumbasses coming in there trying to read. You know what I mean? You're right. There's a difference right. between standing up for what's right. Now, if you want to be like Kyle Rittenhouse and stand up for yourself, that's one thing. Yeah. He also, if Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been where he was at, crossing the state lines with an AR at 17 years old. But him being there, he should also not have been fucked with, and he should have been able to protect himself. It is a yeah, very I fine mean, line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's one way. The only ones I remember, the only ones I remember that were completely in the right was the couple from... Uh, I remember, yep, yep. The Iowa, ones that sit on their front oh, lawn and protected their house. Exactly. Yep. Okay, now... Everybody knows. And, and, I don't know their fucking name, but everybody knows who they are. Right, right. right. The man had an AR, the woman had a pistol, right? So yep. these jackasses bust down his fence, come in his yard, threaten mm-hmm. to kill his dog, and he he's standing there with an AR holding them off. Um, that, was, that wasn't right. You know that was that was being uh, for them to mess with the, them. The, right. the, the the protesters at the time; those were protesters. Uh, poor, poor, pitiful fucking <laughs> meat protesters. I, I mean, it, but but the other day at the Capitol, those rioters, as they call them, I still uh, don't thugs, think it was real. Uh, yeah, it's double standards. If you're going, that, you're that's exactly, what, you yeah. are exactly right, sir. Double standards is what pisses me off in the country. If we're gonna, if we're gonna be uh, vocal about what we do, well, by God, both sides should be able to be vocal. That's well, right. that, but that's that's the thing with all of it. It's if the three of us sit here and we respect, let's just say, Black Lives Matter. The three of us sit here and have a conversation with three people from Black Lives Matter, and we respect them. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and they show us respect back. That's right. And then we come to a compromise in the middle. Which Change I don't, my mind type thing. Yeah, exactly. Educate me. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Educate me. Now, if you're the type of person, I don't care if you are a right-wing conservative or if you're far left, a lot of people say their opinion, but they don't back it up. They just say, because I said so. Or you're racist. Or you're racist. My thing is, right. is like, and Neil and me have talked about this. Neil knows my stance on the Confederate flag. I don't like it. It's not because I don't understand. My dad has a Confederate flag tattoo, right? I know what it means to my dad. I know what it means to certain people, right? I am fine with them having it because I know they're not fucking racist having it. Right. But every one of us from Georgia... Or the South knows people that have it that are racist. And they fuck it up for the rest of us. That's right. Well, that's what you have a lot anymore is the few, the squeaky wheel is gets the grease, but it's also the squeaky wheel that everybody hears. And, and then, you know, you got people like us that, that, that are... We're normal, open-minded, dude. Open-minded, normal, everyday people. And we just, we love everybody. And like me, I'm going to tell you, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there as far as the people talk about the Confederate flag and the this that and other and what it means and it's a symbol of racism. The Civil War was never predominantly about slavery. It was about the states feeling like they were being intruded upon by the federal government and being told what they should do and Damn, how. Damn, does that sound like 2020? Listen, just yeah, listen, yeah. just just listen. So, to me, it's a symbol of people finally saying, "I've had enough." If if you're going to step into my, you don't know, you've never like these politicians who had never worked a tobacco field in their life, brother. I've worked tobacco. It sucks. It sucks. And you had somebody in a in a three piece suit that costs three times what people like us would make in a year, and they're telling you how to handle your business, but they've never been to South Georgia. They've never seen a tobacco field. That's they what pisses me off. They wouldn't know a stalk of tobacco if you slapped them in the face with it, much less how to work it. And they're coming in here saying, you know. And they all they could see is what's around. You know, the the North was big on industry, the South was big on agriculture, and you had people coming in and trying to tell people who how to handle their business, who did not know what their business was. And finally, people said, "You know what? I've had enough. I'm not going to let you come in here and try to tell me what I'm supposed to do." And the you could see that in the fact. And some people would want to throw me under the jail for saying this, but a lot of the people who had been working them fields. After that war, stayed right where they were because the people, you had some, you, you got good and bad in every group. Absolutely. It's just like anywhere else, good, bad in every group. You had you had plantation owners who were assholes. See, that's what's about treated to happen. Them like, treated them like shit. But hear what I'm saying. You also had a lot of people who had people working their fields and they had they were they had a roof over their head at night they had plenty to eat they you know all you hear about is the bad just like today all you hear about is the bad that's where the term back 40 come from right right all you hear the majority of the slaves like if it was a family of slaves the farmer or the plantation owner or whatever i'm gonna give them this back 40 back here with this house i mean i'm not saying it was right but but at the time nobody knew any better I mean, that's the, exactly what you just said. Nobody though. knew any better. It, that's it. Is nobody knew any better? Well, How are we supposed to pay for the fucking sins of the past when nobody knew any better back then? But we're supposed to be judged upon well, it now. You bring mm-hmm. it. You bring it to present day, and and like I said, people like us, we love everybody. If you and it ain't even. It ain't even if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. Some, a lot of us have had to let stuff roll off of our backs. From from all kinds of different people, and you just but you you learn to like I said you catch and release. You love everybody. You do the best you can in in your life, and and my granddaddy was one of the best. He was the best man, followed close secondly, of course, by my daddy. And I love my daddy, <laughs> but my granddaddy was a very he was peaceful. He didn't ever have a quarrel with nobody. When he passed away, they had his. Where they had his, uh, him and my grandma both was this way. Where they had their visitation, there was, you know, normally you have a visitation that'll last for an hour, two hours, something like that. Their visitations both lasted for about four and a half hours because we had people parking at the church. We had, at my grandma's parking down the dirt road. My granddaddy in town, we had a line around the block. I've been, I've been to one of those before. To get in, just to see people we didn't know who in the world they were. People we had never met in our whole lives. His cousin was one of them that had a visitation like that. But but people knew them based on the people they were, and that's all you like today. That's all you can shoot for. I don't give a shit what my ancestors did two hundred years ago. I mean, I was I, I whatever they did. I hope it was good, 
And if it was something worth saying, I, I, I respect it. But as far as what it affects me today, it ain't. But it, let's let's be real. You know, even if they fucking didn't do anything good, that is not us. But it ain't. But either way, it don't. It don't. It don't. Me it's no not way. us. Yeah. Like I'm the first one to tell y'all, and I, I said it a while ago, is I have a different outlook on the Confederate flag than most people that were raised in this area that is my age. Right. It is because. Of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. My father was never racist. My mother was never racist. No. Now, I, did I have a grandpa or two that said, boy? Yeah, but I swear they was never racist. No. Now, if somebody else took it out of context when they said, boy, could it be considered bad? Yeah. But at the same time, they were raised in the fucking 40s and 50s. It's different. I look at everybody the same way the two of you do now. If you are a hard-working individual, I don't give a fuck if you're brown, if you're white, if you're black, if whatever you are. Yellow, red, I don't care. How the fuck you treat me and you treat my family, more importantly, it's how you treat my daughter. My, um, my daughter's best friend is not Caucasian. That's I, fine. I'll just go yeah. and tell you, my, my daughter's best friend is a little girl that I very much love and I consider her as another child of mine. As long, hey, look, yeah, way yeah. I and, look I, at and it. I, I just don't see it that way. No, no. But the only the only people that fucking are hung up on racism are racist. The way that I look at it is the way you kill racism is you quit fucking talking about racism. You're never gonna kill it. You can't change free will. You, you're right about you cannot, that. You cannot change the way somebody wakes up and thinks. You're right, but at the same time, is at some point in time, as us as fathers, me and you both. Are, Tyler does not have a kid yet. As oh, far yeah. as I, he's probably got something running around his country oh, that he don't claim. <laughs> I mean, he's a fucking musician. I agree. You've left it in too long somewhere. Oh, um, but me and you True both thing. have youngins, right? I will never teach Gracie to love or or dislike anybody because of the color of their skin. I know you and your wife. Yeah. You are not ever going to teach no. that. So, at some point in time, I don't care what anybody says, racism dies out, but it has to die out with the teaching of the parents. Yes, yes. You have to teach your children to be better than you. Exactly. But, right. but I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to teach my son, as long as Democrats don't shred up the Constitution, <laughs> he will never have to explain a motherfucking thing to anybody about who he is. But what you're talking and, and, and that's and that goes that goes as far as your belief. That goes as Amen. far as if you've got a Confederate flag tattoo on your arm, you don't have to explain shit well, what to you're, nobody. What you're talking about is being an individual. Exactly. Right. If there's I've no, got a tattoo, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a fucking individual. But understand if your son, if Walker, mm-hmm. ever gets a Confederate flag tattoo. Mm-hmm. I would hope that Walker, if uh, African-American ever came up to Walker and they asked him, hey, why do you have that flag on your arm? I hope that he would explain to them why he has it instead of saying, I just have it. That's the problem is you get these people who just don't explain. They don't have to, though. That's the beauty of being I an know, American. I, know, I, ex- I understand that, but the thing is, is like, their character ought to explain who they are. If your son doesn't act like a racist, he shouldn't fucking have to explain why exactly. he's not a racist. Exactly. He, I mean, I get that. It doesn't matter what no, he's I, got I, on. I, no, I get that. But some people are always going to want an explanation. Well, well I mean, and, it, and it doesn't have to be a thing of hostility. It can be. It can be a thing of, hey. It, it granted, the what you see anymore is 
sometimes not like that, but it can, I mean, it can be a thing of tell me, I mean, it's just like your beliefs. Tell me why you believe the way you do. And I hope that you can, and it why ain't, can't it, more people and it do ain't, that? and it ain't because, because my mom and dad told me that, or because the preacher said that it's because I've studied, I've done my homework. It's because a B and C with sub points, if you want, you know, thank you because of this. We, and it ain't it ain't like when people ask to, and that's that's I feel like people get so hung up because I feel like when people ask questions now, whoever the question is being asked is tempted to to interpret it as being hostile. Like why are you when sometimes it's just, hey, I'm curious. Tell me Thank you. Why. You you said the right word right. You said curious. Curious. Well, tell me can you t- can you tell me why you have this or why you believe this or why whatever, why you live this way. And that's one thing with that's that's one thing that I feel like is important and I'm gonna just speak as far as people sitting at this table. As a man, as a man, I don't care what color, religion, whatever, as a man, can you tell me this? Do you why do you believe the way you believe? Why do you act the way that you act? Why do you do what you do? What you're saying is there's a reason there's gotta be a reason behind it. Exactly. What you're saying is, and I think all of us get mad here, and I think even on the opposite side of this conversation, this is why people get mad. It's because there's people that make statements, and then when you ask them to back it up, it's because they said so. They can't. The, there's no fact behind it. Right. Yeah. It's it, it, you have that, a lot That's of what that. pisses people off. A blanket off. statement. Yep. Yeah, it's, it, do, it's do just as, like... Do as I oh, say, not as I do. Yeah, it's like, why don't yeah. you like the fucking Confederate monuments? Oh, because I don't. No, tell me why. Yeah, but yeah, see, here's, here, here's what here's what bothers me is double standards, right? right. Yep. Right. Double standards are my biggest pet peeve. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, if you want to piss me off, pull a double standard. I've out. I've seen it. Yeah, he gets mad. <laughs> It'll piss me off quick. Now It'll piss me off quick. I mean, if, oh, we, if, if we if we if we want to get rid of uh if we want to get rid of all uh relics. Or any memories of racism that ever happened? Sure, let's remove all the Confederate statues, but let's also pull all the road signs up too. Mm-hmm. I'm, if we're gonna dig that deep, all right, all right. So I gotta argue on this. That's one. a double standard. No, now, no. Do it. now, now, I no, didn't no. call the name, but you know who I'm no, talking, I know you're about. talking about. I like him. I like him. All I right, do so, like him. All right, so but it's a double standard. All right, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If you're going to take one symbol of hate up, you take all symbol of hates up. Okay? Let's let's be fair. No, we're going to take all symbols what that you're remind ta- people of hate. Okay, exactly. That, okay. No, you're want. exactly right. But where do you I draw said the that, line? I said that wrong. I said that Neil said it right. Say it again. If we're going to take up what they want is the 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 majority of people for this kind of thing, we want to remove all symbols that remind us of hate. And that includes civil rights movements, um, any kind of feminist feminism movement, you, anything that had anything to do with any kind of hate. We got to remove all of it. You said it better than me the way that you worded it. But the thing is, is like, but you also have to remember if you're going to remove those symbols that remind you of hate, you have to you have to leave those symbols that remind you of love. Now there are a lot of people to get pissed off by MLK. Okay, I am one of those that absolutely loves 75% of MLK. Like, he's got some fucked up stories. I'm not going to lie to you. Everybody knows it. Like, everybody knows what 
at one point in time, the government or, or somebody has told us of MLK stories, right? But I'm just going to tell y'all, like, in my mind, I think the message, and uh, somebody's going to throw something at me at this table. No, hold on, hold, hold take, we'll take a break in just a second. Hold on, just two seconds. Let me say this statement, and then you can come back with, you can rebuttal in natural light. Um, <laughs> we take a lot of breaks here. This is going to be a long podcast. Uh, but anyway, like my thing is, is you have people that are symbols of hate. Mm-hmm. They were not originated as symbols of hate, right? They just wanted people to hear their voice heard, right? Right. Then you have people like MLK. MLK, I believe, from a from the beginning, was a symbol of love. Now, a couple things fucked up along the way. For y'all who don't know, look up MLK was a womanizer and other things. But am I a fan? Absolutely. I was a fan of his movement. Hey, exactly. Because, I don't, I don't because think, it needed to happen. Yeah. You you were grown enough to say that all of us are sitting at his table, that the movement that he had needed to happen mm-hmm. because no, there's nobody at this table that thinks just because of the color of our skin we're better than anybody else. Absolutely not. No. Okay. So that is where I get fucked up with a lot of people is because I would rather stand behind the good parts of MLK's movement than let's just say the fucking good parts of fucking somebody that wants to say, White supremacy. There's nobody at this table that likes white supremacy. There is no, no white supremacy the, the, anymore. No. There's, there's not. There hasn't been. And if anybody wants to thanks get tech, to thanks to Equifax. Well, there you go. I, I didn't realize my insurance raised that high, but I know the Equifax is, is a joke. Oh, I'm slurring like a motherfucker. <laughs> really? I, now that I can hear, now that we got new equipment and I can hear Jeez. me slurring. No, the point is, is. There was a point in time in history to where we became equal. And nobody realizes it unless you want to. That's right. That That's it. You got to want to realize You got to want to realize when Obama became president, or even fucking before Obama, Clinton was the first black president. I don't give a fuck what anybody <laughs> says. Clinton was a fucking... Clinton was a black president. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that time period, we all became equal. The only before that, brother. The only difference is is some people took advantage of it. And some people decided to stay in their surroundings and be that way. Yep. And uh to end on this, because I got to I know, I know you got to piss. So end it and I'm gonna hit pause. Uh racism, in my opinion, today, racism stems from um not necessarily congressmen and senators, but uh anybody involved. In statewide politics, they keep the fire stoked. That's right. It, it, I mean, really, and honestly, right. they, no, he's they do. fucking one hundred percent. They, right. they keep right. that fire stoked because your average everyday red blooded American, black, white, yellow, blue, whatever, don't give a shit about racism. That's it's right. not like it was in the sixties. You That's don't right. ride downtown and wonder what this group of people's doing mm-hmm. in that part. Nobody gives a shit. No Everybody nope. cares about their paycheck now. Nothing politics. Else. You imagine there would be no red or blue states if everybody in America got along. Oh, God damn. We're pausing it on that fucking statement. We'll be right back after this. uh, Well, there's not going to be a fucking commercial break, but it's going to be a piss break. 
And we're back from a piss break. Hold on, that is way too goddamn I don't know what this is. There we go. And we're back. Fuck it. We were talking about politics and uh, very opinionated people here. I don't know. I'm drunk. I don't know. Fuck. You said let's not talk about politics anymore. No, no, I didn't say that. I just did. I was. I was wondering how we were going to split up if we if you had a certain time allotted or if how we were going to do this. But I'm. Very, I know it's literally as long as we want to make it run. But I'm very interested to get to that point that he made before the break. I'll tell you what, I'll Neil, you. make your point. I think I did. You did. Well, but reiterate. I mean, just what's that word? Reiterate. What's that mean? That means say what you I know said it, I again. Know, I know, motherfucker. I say what I you. said again. I got it, son. Don't worry. No, you go ahead. I was good in English in school. Okay. I wasn't. In case you don't remember. I was good at know, recess. We were talking about, you know, basically racism. More or less racism. Right. Oh, right. we're back at that. No, I mean. We, oh, by the way. We, re- I, I we tell, reiterated. I got to tell both of y'all something. Because y'all didn't hear the podcast earlier. I had a podcast earlier with, uh, with Riley Lowry. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elijah Borders, yep. and uh, they're fucking weird drummer. <laughs> I fear you. What's bad? What's bad is I very much like the weird drummer. Like I want to have a show just one on one with me and their drummer. Oh god, yeah. No, that's, if I, I would have had a it. if I would have had a bet going, and I God, please Lee Tucker, please don't hit me for this when you see me with all your new teethies. But. Uh, I would have bet that Lee Tucker would have been the first person to say something that I had to bleep out in the podcast. <laughs> no, it was that one. It was. It was the drummer. He said queer. <laughs> he he did. He's a he's a second grade teacher. Well, that the, that used to be a popular term in action movies it, back in the nineties. It used to be, but then he just fucking liked this all of a sudden. Just, a while ago, was like, hey. Uh, just flopped it right on out. Yeah. No, but, yeah. but then the thing was, he was like, I love the queers. And I was like, is that okay? <laughs> I like, don't think you could say like, that. No, no. I mean, the, they're trying to get rid of aunt and uncle, so I think queers no, out of the picture. We can say fucking <laughs> a woman now. We can say a queer. That, I seen something the other day. I don't know if this shit holds water or not, but that you know, manatee. Oh shit! They Please don't say it. <laughs> oh god! They want to get rid of it. What a time to be alive! There's a camera recording. All right, so we can piece this shit together. No, I'm telling you, this kid came in here and he's a baby. Him and Elijah. Yeah, yeah. Him and Elijah both are like in their early twenties. Riley, Lowry. I wish you could go with me tomorrow night. Riley, Lowry, and me and Tyler are all Riley. buddies. Like, we fucking love each other. We're, oh, how old's Riley? Riley's our age? No. he. Well, he's a little younger. I don't think he's 30. How old are you? Do I need I say that on air? Go ahead. You're going to get pussy the way they I'm heard th- you sing earlier. <laughs> I'm 31. All right. Oh, fuck you, guy. I'm 33. 31. All right. So, Riley, Lowry is a cool motherfucker. I wish you got to meet him, Neil. Riley is one of our like good friends. That he was my roommate in Nashville for a little bit. Oh, okay. He's an extremely good fucking person. I probably would have met him if somebody would have told me to come by. Hell my yeah. bad. I thought you was doing like fucking dad shit. No, was. Right. Man, the kid could have stopped by. Oh, no. You can always bring Walker. We'll put fucking Walker on here. But, uh, might want to watch out for that one. I've had Gracie, trust me, I've had Gracie on the show. If Gracie didn't say some fucked up shit, Walker's fine. Walker goes singing. Oh, that's, oh my God. Hell, if you wouldn't, if that. you was not happily married and Walker came on here singing, 
you would not have to his, worry his about favorite, female. His problem. favorite song is titled "I Love You, Dada." Oh no, you're getting laid. Always <laughs> your wife saw it that way. Uh, <laughs> but but what I was saying is <laughs> is I thought that Lee Tucker was going to be the first person that says some shit that I had to be like, please don't fucking you say that. You know what? That. That's why I don't bet, because I would have bet on that, too. Dude, would you not have bet Lee Tucker? I would have lost. No, I, my, my money would have been on Lee Tucker. Yeah. What the All fuck of... was that? Oh, somebody oh, broke that's something. that's my lid. Oh, fuck your lid. Um, <laughs> Fine, But man. no, no, I would have thought that Lee Tucker would have said some bullshit, because <laughs> we've been drunk on it. Me, him, and Neil... I've been drinking moonshine on this show. Ooh. I'm telling you, Ooh. shit canned on this show. And Lee Tucker has held himself very well, surprisingly, but he also wants a career. But <laughs> <laughs> Riley's drummer earlier was like, I'm a second grade teacher. And you, you know what? Uh. I like queers. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? More power to you, bro. I'm not doing it. He he seemed like the kind that would march to his own drum. Uh, Figuratively speaking, he is a drummer. You you know what he told me? He was like, I'm get, dying to know. He, he was like, get ready for tomorrow night. We're playing some fucking Jonas Brothers. Oh, okay. We go together. No, do you know Jonas Brothers? Oh my god, I don't fucking know. Jonas hey, blame J.C. Anderson for that because he's the one that wanted to cover that freaking song while we were on the road. What? And it turned what out what? Em, what was the name of the song that he knew that he was so infatuated with? What what's the oh. name of it? Was it your three thousand? And no, I thought it was about something being on fire, mm. like your crotch is on fire. No. Oh. No. You ain't talking about Kings and Leon. No, I like that. Sex, sex is on fire. On fire. Yeah. I don't know. Right, We're gonna play some music here in a minute. I don't right. know who was getting laid to Kings and Leon, but I really want to be part of that. Never heard of her. Oh. You've never heard of Kings and Leon. Your sex, sex is on fire. fire. God, I'm so That's sorry for everybody. Oh, no. The King's Leon's fucking hot. Oh, you got to think. I drove a vehicle all through high school that uh, didn't, have, didn't have a knob on it to change the radio. Oh. I know. You were stuck on the old radio station. I used no, to work I had a for. CD no wonder you didn't know good music. Yeah, completely. Just had Confederate <laughs> Railroad on rerun. No, mm -hmm. no shit. I like yeah. Confederate Railroad. <laughs> You probably have been around them. I like my women just a little, little on, on the, the trashy side. side. Yeah. Oh boy, do I! Mm. I get in trouble all the time. I finally got to meet their singer at uh, where was it? Was it Slowpoke? The first one they did in Georgia, or, or not in Georgia, but in the area. In a no, long no, time, no. it was Slowpoke. They come to Slowpoke Boggin back when it was up, and then they went when to Jim Crazy owned Bull. It. Right. When Jim owned it. Right. And uh, I was I was like a I was fit to say something. Oh right. shit! No, no. When you Oh fuck! This yeah, is, when me, you, and Kilby made up mm -hmm. was at Confederate Railroad and, and at Crazy, uh, Crazy Bull. Yeah, and uh, I thought the guy Kilby's was a, his wife. By I the thought, way, I thought the guy was a good old boy, you know. Mm -hmm. So I bought him a beer. I was like, "Hey, man, I got you a beer right here. Take one more picture with me, you know." Show nice. my kid extremely, oh, extremely nice, super nice guy. fella, super good guy. Hey, I don't drink. I was huh. What? Huh? I mean, not he might not drink. I, I'm just saying this as somebody has who employed the band before. He might not drink, 
anymore. Anymore <laughs> to the public. But no, he was a super Danny. I think his yeah, name, his name is Danny. Yeah, you're all right. Good yeah, I exactly love right. Confederate Railroad. Now, uh, it was one of those moments of my life when we got to be around them. Mm-hmm. That it was. Uh, I'm not saying like Tyler's had these moments to where when you get to meet somebody that when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. That you sung their songs, you fucking hung out with, How or whatever. How many dirt roads did you ride down listening to Daddy Never Was? Or, Let me tell you, or you my know. daddy, my daddy, who is, uh, good Lord, please forgive me, the biggest piece of shit in the nicest way possible. I love my daddy. Me and him, when we get along, we get along, but when we don't, we fucking don't. I like Donnie. Hey, Oh, Donnie, Donnie Terry. Let me tell you, that that son of a bitch has the best heart you've ever seen in anybody. I've never met Donnie. I've never met Mr. Donnie. He's Mr. Donnie to me. I've never met Mr. Donnie and he not extend his hand. No, he's an extremely good man. Super nice guy. But I think it's it's like a lot of people. Like, I don't know if you remember the show American Chopper to where the Tuttles didn't get along because it was father and son working together. Yeah, that was staged. Yeah. Well, (laughs) me and Donnie wasn't. Like I me, wonder why. oh, because we're fucking Terry's. We're both pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't get a fucking long for a reason. But let me tell you, my daddy has the softest heart, and he and like the majority of me that is a good man comes from my daddy, and the other part comes from my grandpa, or uh, my grandpa's both of them. But uh, that song, which you just said. Uh, daddy never was a Cadillac kind mm-hmm. by Confederate Railroad. Yep. Let me tell you. Every time I hear that fucking song, mm-hmm. if you're from the South and that song doesn't make you think of your daddy or your grandpa, mm-hmm. I hate to tell you, mm-hmm. you fucking you was raised wrong. It yeah. was either that one, it was either that song, or it was uh, That's My Job. Oh, fuck you, you piece <laughs> of shit. That's my uh-huh. job. That's what I do. I wanted to say, hey, let him sing. I know. <laughs> I, trust me, I sound like shit. <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you. No, no that, but uh, I wanted to say, I keep wanting to say that's Conway Twitty, but it's not. No, it is Conway Twitty. It is? That's my job is Conway Twitty. Okay, okay. Oh, you're 100% okay. on that fire. I, I kept wanting to say Conway. You know, Conway Twitty is like the uh, country older version of uh, some of these new rap singers. Conway Twitty is the you know, he he was nasty. He, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, not nasty. Well, but, no, no. Yeah. He was the guy that made your grandma horny. That's right. Yeah. That's what's fucked up. Like I love he Conway Twitty. He could get a point across without having to be dirty, but he uh-huh. yeah he, he made it very subtle. He, he was very point. subtle in his words. I don't know if there's been a country singer that look, has came along. Look at you, look I, at you playing it. Well, you fucking said it. <laughs> yeah, me, that's a good song, though. But no, if Conway Twitty came on, my grandmother, besides for my daughter, my daughters, or my. One of them I don't really know real good yet, but I will soon. But my other one is my best fucking friend in this world, and I love her to death. And uh, let me tell you, besides for that, if my I can see my grandmother, my nanny, who was my favorite person ever besides my daughters, dancing to Conway Twitty and just raising hell. And I, I feel like that's, that's how I want to picture my grandmothers who aren't here no more. Mm-hmm. My, my grandmother, who... Is the she she owned the house that you're living in now? Oh God, you, I'm telling you, uh, it fucked me up when he told me. I knew I was in the right place. It was one of those situations, Tyler, 
that, like, I moved from 80 fucking acres. Neil had been to the old house. You hadn't been there because you was up in, in uh, I, I lived on 80 acres by myself in a five-bedroom house, and I was extremely fucking happy. I was super, it was when I was working radio and everything. Right. And I went to move, and uh, when I went to move, I was lost, man. Like, I was fucking confused, and I didn't want to fucking do it. Neil asked me where I'm moving to, and I tell him, he he comes over, and he's like, motherfucker, this is the house I grew up in. Mm-hmm. This is my friend. No shit. No, I, I shit you not. It was one of those things, and when people ask me, like, even though I'm not a good Christian, and I don't shouldn't talk about faith or anything while I'm drinking, but... It was one of those things that, like, I was lost because I got fired and all this bullshit. Right. But then my boy right here, who shouldn't be my boy if you knew our backstory. <laughs> I heard a little of that last weekend. This guy right here has been there for me when he probably shouldn't have been. Right. And when he told me that I was moving into the house that he fucking grew up in. Yeah, you know. No, it was like I'm where I'm supposed to be. That that day you moved in, I showed you the rose bush or not rose yep, bush. But he, the, I showed. I was like, I got my ass tore up from these limbs right here he, many a damn time. He he comes over there and he's not going to admit he got sentimental because he never like teary eyed or anything like that right. in front of me. But you can see the way he walked around and looked at it. He knew it was his grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm yeah. telling you, that right there reminded me. That we all are on fucked up roads, but sometimes you get reminded that you're on the right road. Like, your road's supposed to be rocky for a fucking reason, and uh, at the time, after me getting fired and some other bullshit. <laughs> Shit will yank a knot. Oh, uh, it did. I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But when old Neil came over to the house, and that's why like I became so fond of him, which I, I, already, I already liked him anyway. But Who doesn't? Shut liberals. <laughs> oh. Basically, basically, I was, I, you know, I can go TikTok live now. I got, I got enough. No, no, I've seen you on TikTok live. Why didn't you say nothing? I don't <laughs> click on it. What a bastard! That's right. What am I gonna say? I don't know. Hey, I don't click on number. I don't click on mine. Golly, he don't click on mine. I've had liberals. You don't have TikTok. <laughs> I've, I've had, had people, I got one. I got I've like had liberals. I've had liberals get on there and like, well, you're not that bad. You're really you know, not that bad. You know what makes me happy about that, though? Is you are one of the ones that are realizing that social media is not as bad as what people think it is. It's it's not, but it is. I mean, you are taking the best of it, though. Yeah, I do. I mean, I still have my opinion on social media. And I like that right. you have, and you're honest with yours. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it, uh, it fucks up family Christmases. What? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you. I mean, it... No, I mean, listen, just listen. Mm-hmm. There might have been those aunts and uncles that you don't get to see but two or three times a year. So at family Christmases, you're able to sit around and talk and congregate and, and get to, you know, stay in touch with one another. You don't have that no more. Everybody knows everything about everybody now. That's right. Ain't no catching up. There is no there is no conversation anymore. Everything Aunt, Aunt Pam might have had something to say to you, she don't, she can't because... Somebody put it out there. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody yeah. keeps up with everybody now. Well, there's, there's no conversation anymore. Half the people on my friends list right now on Facebook, if I see them at Walmart, won't even fucking bat an eye. Oh, I, there's nobody that talks to me. You know what I mean? 
Well, I, yeah, I get what you're saying because, and I, uh, case I mean, in, it serves a good purpose, and then there's right. also a bad purpose. Case too. in point, because I've got friends, you know, I've, I've touring like I have, I've made friends all over this country, and it helps me keep in touch with people like that. I don't post much online yeah. at all as far as like my personal stuff. I just don't because I don't have the time. I'm working, you know, like you work a regular job. You ain't got time to just sit and fiddle fart on Facebook right. or whatever. Fiddle fart. But yeah, that's what I said. I but, heard you. That's why I repeated it. But Casey, Casey Yarbrough. Oh, his name God ago, damn, I love Casey I went, I went and had supper with him yesterday and he don't post much on his either. Case in point, because we sat down at a table, we ate Mexican, we had a good time, right. and we talked the whole time. Did Neil, not you got to meet Casey. Did not. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best dudes. Oh, I love I'm him. I'm telling you, I spent several years on the road with him, and I I, I, I respect his talent. I respect who he is as a person. Hell of a and drummer. I, and I love, I love, I love that guy. Even better person than he is a musician. Yeah. And I, he, but, but, yeah, we sat down at a table, man, and we ate, and we, we, we sat there after we ate probably another 30 minutes just you, talking the whole time back and forth and it was stuff that I did not know that was going on in his life he was asking me about my life and we just shared and and when we got done man I hate to leave you but I got to I got to go we'll have to get up again and you know it was like we didn't run out of stuff to talk about life and happens. it did me you, it, it did me good cuz time gets away from you so that's that's the thing with all of y'all i met y'all because of an asshole that I still think is my friend when he wants to be. That's right. And, but the thing is, is I ne- I will never ever regret meeting that asshole. Me neither. Because I got to meet y'all, right? Yeah. And there's this there's this thing that comes along with meeting people. Neil is the same way. I just don't think Neil recognizes it, but all of us do. We want more of life than what we've got. Like some of us have got like big dream aspirations. Neil is a fucking the what you are too now. Y'all both work harder than I will ever work in my life, and I admire both of y'all for that. Y'all take care of your 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 folks, your family, everything that y'all do. Um, but both of y'all both have this thing that you, it is just so fucking undefined that it's stupid, and it's like with you, you can't hide your musical talent. You you can't. I don't care where the fuck you go, you cannot hide how good you are at what you're meant to do. Neil, same things with you. I don't know if I've told you this before. I'm good at this shit. You're just as fucking good. Huh? I'm telling you. I think so. No. You are. You have an extremely good voice. The thing with doing radio or doing podcasts, whatever, you have to have a voice, you have to have a tone. Mm -hmm. You have to have an opinion that allows you to talk to people that are different than you. Mm-hmm. You have from very get go tomorrow. Uh, you wasn't here, Tyler, but at New Year's we had some people over, and uh, Josh, Josh Davies is yeah, going to be here. Yeah, my little buddy. Actually, you were going to get asked to come be part of this. Josh Davies and me and you, if you want to do it, are going to come. We're going to do a podcast. Josh Davies is a Democrat. He's also an extremely good fucking person. He's a well-educated Democrat. Well fucking educated. He's an extremely mm-hmm. fucking knowledgeable person. Very nice fellow, too. A- yeah, absolutely. And Neil, if you if you look at Neil, this is where I get fucking mad at people about judging book by cover. If you look at Neil, you think Neil is a big fucking brute. 
you would think that I was a fucking long bearded fucking asshole, right? Neil at, on New Year's. Neil talked to Josh Davies for about an hour. Just those two. Everybody heard the conversation, but nobody interjected in it. They were talking about politics and life. Yeah. Neil showed that man nothing but respect. That man showed Neil nothing but respect. And I'm telling you, if the rest of the world could have heard the conversation that they had that night, it would have solved so many fucking problems. And it was respect upon respect. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yes. and before we knew it, 2020 was gone. Oh, yeah. No, yep. no, we're shit faced. If you listen no. to the podcast, it fucking when 2021 is coming in, Man, we're, hell, we're sitting here bullshitting. You know, we don't run out of shit to say to one another. So we just got talking, you know, shit to one another. And then we're here three minutes, two <laughs> minutes. I'm like, Damn, I'm glad I, you fucking. I, mean, I had a good time with this. I gotta go, you know. I gotta go piss yeah. first. Speaking of good time that night, hashtag Lee Tucker. Yes, Lee Tucker had a, ended had a good up old time. Did he? Did he? I just want to say something real quick before I forget. I, I think it's kind of funny. We got right. talking about the daddy songs or whatever. Oh, yeah. the Cadillac guy and uh, <clears throat> I was at a funeral. It's been about five or six years ago. What a fucking go south of this. All right. No, just let him talk. Everybody, no, er, everybody's heard the song Daddy's Hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yes. J- yeah. Judd's. Well, I guess. Judd's. Daddy's yeah. Hands is a Judd's. Yeah, it's a Judd's. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I promise you. Yeah. I'm a country connoisseur. Is it a Judd's? But, uh, I don't know if this guy, I don't know if the fellow that died, I don't know if the guy sitting behind me was... A cousin, a friend, a nephew, whatever. He obviously wasn't from the South. When the song got to playing, I heard him whisper it to whoever he was sitting beside. It sounds like something a pedophile would say. The fuck? <laughs> How the fuck did we get on that? Oh, Daddy's hands. Oh, that's fucked up. No. <laughs> if you've ever heard the fucking judge sing Daddy's hands, that's absolutely... That's nothing. My mama, my mama, till the day she dies, and I, I swear, me, we don't get along. But it's um, Daddy's Hands is her favorite song. Oh, it's a great song. Oh God, it's is oh, it? Oh, it was good. It was, it was kind of funny. I mean, it, to hear him say it, it was funny. Well, most people that say shit like that usually are the ones that have the. I'm not going to just say pedophile tendencies. The thought they're usually the ones that have the fucking. Like if I say, hey. You look like a faggot. Yeah. It's because I have homophobic tendencies. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't. That's why I don't say shit like that. I used to. No, I did too until I realized at a certain point in time that that's just not how you talk. There's That hurts people. Yeah. You know, me and you both, which I'm not going to say you because I, I, I will not throw you under this bus. I am guilty just as much as anybody as a young man saying the N-word. Now, I will not say it anymore. Derogatory. Now, if I see one of my boys and they say, what's up, my nigga? And I'll be like, what's up, my nigga? But I will not put a hard ER. I am just like anybody else. And this is why I think you have to put your shit out there. Did you ever have a, uh, what's the shirts we used to wear? Dixie Outfitter. Dixie Outfitter. Yeah. I had Dixie Outfitter shirts. I remember those. Yeah, I remember those. I had Dixie Outfitter shirts. Now... If I could go back as an adult and kick my own ass for wearing stuff that I didn't realize what I was wearing at the time, because I didn't know no better, I would. 
But it's but also too, none of us at this table are racist. No, no. I mean, I, like, nobody bought them. Nobody bought them because no. they were racist. It wasn't until social media come along and you have people that were in charge of politics that told people to say that's that, that racist. All of a sudden, they that's were all, racist. It's all of a sudden, that's it's right. racist now. I had a buddy. How many my, times have you ever seen a protest on a Confederate monument back in the nineties? Because never. What, but you know why though? It wasn't cool yet. <laughs> no, yeah, I, 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 is that not a fucking truth though? But, but when did it all of a sudden offend somebody? Because it had been it there of, for fifty years. It all of a sudden became offensive when you had millennials, and we're millennials. Not we just happen to be different millennials. And bitch, you can't different yourself no more millennial. Than I can. I wish I could. You. What happened? No, we some- can identify as whatever we want to now. Didn't you get that memo? <laughs> I don't know. Seven yeah, billion I mean, dollars yeah, didn't go to yeah. fucking me to identify my gender. Yeah, you can identify uh, as a giraffe if you want to. Fuck it. I'm literally, I'm Mike Tyson. I'm going to identify myself as a baby boomer. What the fuck you are? Here's the point. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not, a bad, not a bad spot to be. No shit. The, the point of all of it is, is like we never... We never decided to play the victim. Right. That That's what pisses me off with well, people. Well, that's the difference between a man and a boy. You're right. You're, you're right. You are. You're 100% right. But there's a lot of people that, well, let's just say women too. Let's say a girl and a woman too. There's a lot of women. Yeah, that, I didn't mean to be a feminist. No, no you're fine. A, a woman. Here we go. Um, no, I know that's not what you meant. But the thing is, is like, there comes a point in time that we just decided that we're not going to let fucking everybody define us. But there's a lot of people out there that want to be defined. Like, when did it fucking... We grew up in the age to where we didn't want to fit in the box. Like, we never, ever wanted to be somebody that just got along with the system, that we wanted to be fucking outlaws. I don't know about y'all two. Tombstone growing up? Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to be fucking... Anybody besides Doc Holliday. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to be the fucking outlaw, right? I wanted to be Jesse James with jo- Jesse James in that. But <laughs> with I, tuberculosis. I, fuck it. Give it to me. <laughs> Listen. But the thing is, is like, I never fucking wanted to be anything besides outside the box. And now you got so many people that just want to fit in. I don't get it. Like, why do you care so much about fitting in, but then you bitch about being. Like unique, I, I always you you said this about Doc Holiday, and it, it's I feel like there's a reason that a lot of people, a lot of people when they and I'm gonna call this out when they watch that movie they'd identify with him because they always felt like, yeah I could be that guy, but I don't but I think the reason he's such an attractive character in that movie is because not everybody can. No, no, because they don't want to fucking have to deal with what it is to be the outlaw. Because he was he was so far outside of the lines, but he was so just did not give. He's well. He was well educated. He was a dentist. He was a dentist. You know, he was born in Blackshear, Georgia. Was he really? Yep, Blackshear, Georgia. I knew is I liked that motherfucker. And he went out west because he contracted tuberculosis, and they felt like the drier climate would do him good for his condition. But he was well educated well-spoken and he could get a point across to where he could insult you and it would be 10 minutes before he realized before you realized that he had actually insulted you. Do you know how sexy that concept is to me? For instance, for instance, the uh, the scene, and I don't know if this is historically correct, but his character 
when he when the guy he says uh he says why Ed Bailey what a terrible thing to say oh yes does I this look- mean we're not friends anymore does this mean goes, we're not friends anymore and he goes you know Ed if I thought you weren't my friend I don't I know just, what I'd do I just don't think I could bear it I just don't Ed, Ed the, God you know, damn why did he turn me on <laughs> like, holy you know, shit he's like basically saying I don't give a shit if you like me or not. But you know, I just don't think I could bear it, and I'm I like, just don't think I that's could bear badass, it. you know. But it's, I feel like a lot of people identify with that because they want to be that, but not everybody can be that. Well, it takes so much for somebody to be, whether you're the good guy, the good guy is easy to be. The bad guy or the person that's outside the box is what's hard to be. And Doc Holiday or anybody. I, y'all, like, while y'all were crushing on Doc Holiday, I was crushing on uh, Dalton. Oh, you talking about Roadhouse? Yes, sir. That's the one that that was okay. my hero. So, I mean, this is like, that was my hero growing. I don't, I don't know about it. That. Doesn't matter. Be nice. If you have to walk him, walk him, but be nice. That's right. No, nah, nice. when, nah. when, when do we when do we know when it's time to not nah. be nice? You won't. I'll let you know. No, no. I want to use the Daisy if you do. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you I mean, he didn't have a whole lot of catchphrases. But. It's not about the catchphrases; it's about the demeanor. It's you knew if you fucked with Doc Holiday, you was gonna get shot. It wasn't that. It was you. Were, he could look at you in your face and be like Johnny Ringo. Like no. he, he could talk so sweetly to you. My most favorite. But you knew you was fucked. One of my <laughs> it's most. It's so sexy. It's sexy and scary. How do we fall time? into this? How do we fall into this? I don't I give a take, fuck. I, I love it. Look, you need to change the name of this show to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hey. tell you what. That's the name of this episode. I'll tell Y'all you. remember Neil just named this episode. I'll tell you this. My one of my most Better favorite scenes moist. in in that movie. Our parts of a scene is when he's playing the piano, and the, oh, and the yes. old guy goes, uh, "Camp Town races, you know, Stephen fucking Foster," and he's playing this real morbid. Tune, it's morbid just, fucking Shakespearean and goes, shit. It's a nocturne, yes. you know, Frederick fucking Chopin, and it's like Frederick something from the classic. Like none of those guys knew near what it was, but he was like he had that, and he, you know, but like. That stuck out, you know, more than I have two guns, one for each of you. You know, like that stuck out to me more than you that. You got to quit talking a lot. You're in my ear. That's one of that's well, this new shit. I'm telling you, you're turning me on. That's that's Val Kilmer's best role to me. Top Gun was good, but the, but Doc Holliday was. Can I be real with you? I don't like Top Gun. I'm, I'm what? I don't like Top Gun. I, I think I like Top, Top Gun, Gun is so fucking overrated. What about Days of Thunder? Days of Thunder is amazing. Yeah. I, I, I'll give you okay. fucking, I hate Tom Cruise. But Days of Thunder is an amazing fucking movie. I can't believe I forgot his name. The Do you? Man, all right. Chief. Uh, it's uh, oh, it's Robert, not Robert. It's uh, fuck. It's his name's his name's Gus and Lonesome Dove. I just know his fucking name because I fucking love him. It's uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Yes, I love Robert Duvall. Yeah. So do you want to know? There's there's a thing that I really like that a lot of people don't know. Do you know that there are fuck ups in movies? They got released, oh, right? Oh yeah, they got tons you, you, of them. All right, so it, all of them were in the Arnold movies. No, no, there's a there's a scene in Days of Thunder. <laughs> there's a scene of Days of Thunder that is a very famous scene. All time fuck ups. Okay, so there's a scene where Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise after the wreck are walking next to the river. 
or whatever, right? Yes. Nicole Kidman's character looks at Tom and she says something about, oh, you're beautiful, Tom, or something along those lines, right? She calls him Tom. She doesn't call him the, the character's, character's name. Just, yeah. Anyway, if you go look it up right now, it made it to the actual movie and they'll never take it out. Oh, really? So she meant to call him Cole. Yeah, she meant to call him Cole Trickle. But she, she called him Tom. Also, too, I will show y'all, my favorite movie of all time is Lonesome Dove. That's a good one. I hate rude yeah. behavior in a man. Oh, my God. Talk <laughs> fucking dirty to me, son. After after you beat the shit out of him. Oh. No, no. He doesn't beat the shit out of him until after. Whenever. Uh, no, he beat the shit out of him, and then he said, got on his horse. I, well, hate, no, rude, I, I hate rude behavior in a man. Hold on. I, I got... He beats the fuck out of him. He says that line afterwards. But what it was is the bartender was fucking ugly to him. It was to Woodrow, to to Woodrow Call, and uh, the the bartender was a dick, and he slammed his fucking head on the counter, and then uh, they right. slammed right. his head on the counter, and then even afterwards he says some smart ass shit to him. He says, "I won't tolerate bo- rude behavior in a man." Yeah, yeah. And he fucking beats the fuck out of him. Yeah, and. I kind of like it. Well, that's when the, the guy come in on the horse want to take the kid's horse. That's exactly right. That's yep. when the general comes yeah. in and wants to take Newt's horse. Yeah. And then uh, Carl, who's his daddy, mm-hmm. beats the fuck out of him. Have you ever seen um, – it's a movie with Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner. It's called Open Range. Open Range. Open range. Oh, it's a good fucking movie. Open range. It's a good fucking movie. <laughs> Uh, if you're a Yellowstone fan and you've never oh, seen yes. Open Range. Oh, my God. Open oh, Range yeah. is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got one for y'all. I got one for y'all. If you, if you like Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall's character in Lawson of Gus has literally fucked up my entire life because I want to be Gus. I will forever think that that's who I should have been fucking. Be- oh, it's fine. It don't matter. It's still got Raising Grace on it. I don't care. For anybody who wants to know what the fuck we're going on, we're recording on YouTube right now in Raising Grace uh, Velvet Sessions. Oh, we're about to be YouTube it. famous? Oh, yeah, we are now. I'm going to get out. a whole different income. I'll be down. I think it's cool. You get to be part. I mean, you don't get no money from it, but. You can buy but, food to grill. I will. That's exactly what I'll do. I'll okay. just keep inviting you over here buying your natural light and shit. Next time Tyler comes down, bring him out to the country. No, you don't understand. When the next time Tyler comes down, he's living here. I'm gonna get fucking Tyler a house because the shit I want to do does not work without Tyler. That's a mouthful, brother. Like I'm I, not, I mean it. I fucking mean it. It's it does not work what I want to do without you. But there's a movie with Robert Duvall that both of you have to watch if you've never seen it. It's called The Apostle. It, I'm telling you right now, in this movie, Robert Duvall is a preacher. Robert Duvall gets pissed because he's married to this woman. He thinks this woman is cheating on him because this woman's cheating on him. It's sounding like a bluegrass song. Oh, my God. Robert Duvall fucking ends up taking his baseball bat at his son's little league game and beats the fuck out of the guy who his wife is cheating on him with, who's a little league coach in front of everybody. He doesn't, he's not allowed to be a preacher again. So he goes back to the old Testament and he starts taking a walk with God. It's called the apostle. And I'm telling you, it is one of my favorite 
fucking movies. Is it old Robert Duvall or young Robert Duvall? No, he's old. This is okay. like 19... I didn't no, know he was not even young. No, no, I, I fuck. No, he. You I know he, he always had that mustache. You know who's in The Godfather? Yes, that's oh, what yeah, I was finna say. Yeah, that's right. He's, he, that. he, his younger roles, like the the famous roles he's in, is with The Godfather. You know, I've never watched the whole movie. Neil, me and you can slap hands right now because I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> if anybody's I got listening, so to me, bored so quick. Once the guy woke you. up with the horse in the bed, I lost interest. Neil, you made it fucking farther than I did because as good as they say The Godfather is. I've never got I through. I thought Casino I, was better. Bitch, my nigga. Oh, shit. Can I say that? Make sure you throw the A behind it. I said an A. I said nigga. Yeah. Don't say it again. I'm not. <laughs> Bitch, I'm invited to the barbecue. I'm fine. I ain't worried pushing, about it. You're pushing your luck now. <laughs> I'm, just going, I'm just going to tell y'all. I'm going to listen to some park after this. <laughs> We're going to grill some beer can chicken butts. <laughs> We're fine. I think you're making it what worse. If- Emma, <laughs> we gonna cut them collard greens. So, <laughs> so we've talked politics. You're and we've trying talked to fit movies. in with somebody who's not here. You, they, not, you think not. they listening to this right now? I hope they are. <laughs> they, Tropic Thunder. See, Tropic Thunder. What do you? How mean? about how about the other day? How about the day I made a Snapchat? And it was a, God. it was actually a Snapchat of me and Neil and Lee, and uh, Tyler. Yo, fuck you, was there? And you and uh, Kaz yeah, yeah. last weekend. And it was uh, how I felt at the last call last weekend. And it was a bunch of us, and then there was handy capable characters in the Snapchat. <laughs> and is that the one in front of the museum? Oh no! Shit! No, that was different. Do that was, you realize? Do you realize nobody got that? No, <laughs> no. Let me tell oh, you what God, Lee yeah. Tucker said. Lee Tucker said y'all look like a like Lee comment. Hold on, I gotta fucking look it up <laughs> because I was waiting. I swear to you, when Lee fucking posted this on my Facebook, <laughs> I knew that I was getting deleted off of every social media <laughs> network on the planet. I don't know how Lee hadn't got all of us deleted yet. I do. If he, if he because shared, everybody fucking likes a piece of shit. If he shared half the shit he sends me on Snapchat, on Facebook, right, he would be banned. I know. Let me tell you, this, this is what the motherfucker sent me. He said, we're like a mix between the Velvet Underground and Confederate Railroad. <laughs> I think we'll call ourselves Underground Railroad. <laughs> When he sent me that, when he sent me that, all I could think to myself was, good Lord. Yeah. If if anybody sees this, I'm fucking fired. And I'm my own boss. Yeah. I'm going to have to let myself go. (laughs) That's all I can think about because I knew I was fucked. I knew I was fucked. I sure am glad y'all wanted to leave when y'all wanted to leave last weekend. Oh, bitch, I, I, I am too. I got so damn drunk. I was out there outside smoking. I was trying to stand still. I couldn't hold myself up. I, I, I was you were there. trying to stand still, motherfucker. I was trying to get Lee not to get back on stage and sing Pony for the fifth fucking time of once the evening. I, once I finished that cigarette, I was on the way back in. I was fitting to tell you to give me the keys. I'm fitting to go sit in the truck. And thank <laughs> I'm glad. God you waved me on like we're leaving because... <laughs> 
I'll be real with you. I don't know why we left. I'm glad we did. I have a good idea. I don't. Because we had been there for three hours, and they were playing the last. It was about last call. Was it? It was time to go. No, the, oh, that's what it was. Tyler Hammond was done, and we were going to go on home. Mm-hmm. Like, because we didn't want to listen to dance music. Which, we yeah. had figured out that it was not our place to be there for the dance music. That's not our place anyway. We're no, still no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. You, can still, you book and dance. Oh, can you? But it ain't. But it wasn't my place. It wasn't. I bet that, you can clog like a, a motherfucker. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a time. There's a time and a place for everything, and that was neither the place nor the time. Well, we need to go to Amelia Island. What's that? There's Amelia a bar. Island? There's a bar down there. Um, it's all line dancing. They do line dancing classes. I do love the line dance, man. Um, I, I wish I, I knew love, how to do it. I just love to do lines. Oh. I wasn't gonna no, it's okay. I don't do cocaine. <laughs> I don't look yeah. like the motherfucker that likes to do cocaine. But I you're think right, that's right. the first place I've seen. Um, well, son of a bitch. What was the name? It's Lee's buddy from around Hazelhurst or something. Lance Stinson. No, no. The Lacks? Justin, not Dukes. Who would who would be around Hazelhurst? Who's around Hazelhurst? Or, uh, this name's Justin. Maybe not Justin. I don't know. Lee Lee was talking about him on New Year's. He was he was talking about the guy. Who would be around from that way? Man, I'm, I the Lax. No, it wasn't the Lax. This is a single guy. I mean, it's a single singer. Maybe Ryan. Ryan is is it Ryan or no? The only person I can think of from that way is Lance Simpson. Right. Anyway, anyway, this dude was good. He was really good. Um, he was a little bit younger than us, but super good. Uh, but there's a big ass bar down there. It reminds me of Whiskey River, the way it's set up, the way in, it is. In Amelia? Yeah, in Amelia okay. Island. I have no idea where the fuck that is. I wish right I over the Florida line. You know where Amelia is. I know where it's, 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 uh, right it's over, right over the Florida line. Yeah. It's right down from Brunswick and all. That's right. That's a badass little bar down there now. Huh. I wish I could remember the name of that singer, though. My uh, The first time I ever played music out for anybody besides at church i got signed up for a uh a songwriting competition and they had it at right there at king's bay and mom and dad and me went down there and they had it was like eight hours long they had and the most you could play was two songs so you like like so many you had to make an impact quick so you could have you could bring a band or you could do it acoustic. So I went down there, me and my acoustic guitar, and I was the second one to go on stage that day out of eight hours worth of two songs worth of music. And I played the first song I ever wrote, and I played it. That's all I got. Thank y'all. Got off stage. We hung out there all day long. I, I saw some people I knew from around back, so they'd come down, whatever. And the prize was supposed to be if you won it, you were they were going to uh, record your song, put it on K-Bay Radio. They were going to play it on their station and, and some other stuff and this, that, and other. And uh, so I'd been out all day long hanging out with some guys I knew. I was trying to connect with some more musicians around. And because I was like 15 years old, 16 years old. And I walked back. I was like, God, I better go back up there and see if they're done. And I came walking up just in time enough to hear him say, uh, first place, Tyler Branch. Da, 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 da. And they called the name of the song out, and I went, Nasty motherfucker. Ain't no way. And, and sure enough, I won that. 
and they were like, yeah, you got to do so and so and so and so. And I was so young, and I didn't know what the, what the hell's going on. So nothing ever happened with it. I won I won that first place out of all them bands, all them people. Nothing ever happened. Well, I never went back down there. Nothing ever happened. I'm like, and I think about it. I'm like, God, man, that was, that was a long time ago. Could have made some, could have made some progress by now if I'd have damn paid attention a little bit. Doritos. If any of y'all wonder why I'm laughing, I have some nachos in the car. If you want, them. you got some pussy out there. No, no, no. I just ate some fresh out. He just ate one out of the trash can. He don't want no more nachos. I saw that. He tried to get me. I tell, I swear to y'all, if y'all know what a germaphobe I am. The fact that I just ate a fucking quesadilla out of the trash can, <laughs> that says how much I drank today. Well, um, you know what? That's how we're going to end it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's play some more music. You want to play some more music? I'm going to play some. I don't All right, so, Neil, you, you got any, You got to go home? I'm going to drink a um, couple more beers. I'm going to drink a couple more beers. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. If you're listening to this podcast right now, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go follow uh, Politics, Religion, and Whiskey on YouTube because we're fixing to upload Tyler playing some music on there. And uh, even though this motherfucker's going to go back to New York, he doesn't belong there. He'll be back here soon. <laughs> I'm going to make this motherfucker famous. I'm telling you, while Neil's sitting here, while everybody else is in this room, I'm telling you, you, I don't want to be your manager. I don't want no money. Why it's, not? Just, it's just because you have made an impact on me. You have been somebody there for me that has supported me. Same thing I told Riley Lyrie earlier. And same thing with Neil. Even though Neil's not a musician at all. No. There comes a time when you realize that you've got people in your corner. And you know what you do if you got a bigger platform than they do? You help them out. You deserve to have the biggest fucking platform because of your musical talent. Riley, I mean, Riley's fucking Riley. Riley's super talented. He's, He's a, a bad motherfucker. He? Oh, yeah. I love him. I can't wait to see him tomorrow night. Lee Tucker's the same way. And uh, I got blessed just to be fucking funny. And have no shame and post shit <laughs> that I shouldn't post. You got that honest. But the thing is, it's like, we're all a family, man. You're right. You're right. We all have to help one another. You're right. The reason why I know that us will make it. And we're, I, I swear, I, at one point in time, I'm going to throw, and I told you about this, about throwing the fucking Raising Grace flag over all of us and doing a Raising Grace mixtape. Or whatever you want to call it, to where you have all these musicians together helping each other, putting out an EP, and all the shit. It's not about me getting notoriety. It's about all of us helping each other. And I pay people to come in here to do the podcast. I pay people to help me build my brand. And you can do the same thing. Like, you could spend just as much money as I could, right? But the thing is, like, I want to do it because I want all of us to fucking have something. I want, at the end of the day, what Muscle Shoals used to be. Man. Uh, and that's my dream. And, like, it is a pipe dream. Let's just be real about it. Like, I'm not, 
I'm not stupid saying that it's going to be. It always was, man. It but, always was a pipe dream. But, but I mean, even when they did it. Between you and the people I've had come in the studio, Lee Tucker, Neil, Emily, fucking everybody. Like Megan Fowler. Uh, Talented folks. Yeah. The, Talented I, folks. I have a fucking dream. My dream don't mean shit without y'all. And that and that's why I've told you over and over again, I need you here. As soon as you get your fer- your fucking certification. If I could pay you whatever you were making right now on the pipeline, I'd fucking pay you. You'd be my roommate. We'd fuck shit up. It's only a matter of time for somebody hears you that has some sort of uh inside, you'll be paying cash for everything. And that's no that that's no bullshit. You got you these people out there <clears throat> I piss somebody off, I don't care. Blake Shelton sounds like shit to me Thank without you. without the good microphone, you know. There's a bunch of artists that sound like Motherfucker, just we ass. got the good microphones now though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but they, they, they singers I've heard in person at concerts like I'll give you that Bruce and Dunn they sound identical like, I give good. I give credit to those yes, who sir. sound like if you sound like you do in person right, as you do right. on a CD to me you're a good singer mm-hmm. I've heard uh, Brantley Gilbert I can't understand a fucking word he says at a concert because he talks a, a gibberish for, yeah gibberish you know that mm-hmm. shit you're good man I mean, I'm, you're good. You you do you got that Josh Turner, Jake Owen mixture going on, you know? And even you're real. Then, yeah, I mean, you're just you're good. You got a rasp. If, I like I like singers with a rasp. Thank when you, they sir. Sing, you know that raspy tone, kind of like Man. Danny from Confederate Railroad. Yeah. You got that rasp. Yeah, I like that shit. You don't sound like uh, somebody from NSYNC. Thank you, brother. I, that, that's, that's that's not being auto tuned, is what he means. That means whatever. Yeah, more to me than you yeah. know. Well, I appreciate. No, yeah, I'm I mean, telling. I mean, really. I know that you're doing what you got to do right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody, especially Neil, who works a big boy job, there's nobody fucking knocking you for doing what you got to do right now. I but I'm telling you, me and him both had the luxury of seeing you get on that stage last weekend when you haven't been on a stage in a year. And it was one of those things where when you got up there, even though all these fucking dickheads weren't paying you no attention because they didn't know what they was listening to. It was where you belong. And I'm proud that you're my friend. And I love you. And I promise you, I am crazy to a lot of fucking people. There's so many folks that think I'm insane. I've lost my fucking mind because of stuff I'm trying to build here. But I'm telling you, you are just as much of a fucking centerpiece to what I want to build as I am. Neil Mullis, as a hard-working fucking man and a great father and a great mm-hmm. husband that he is, he's just as much as a centerpiece that I want to build here. Raising Grace is not about Josh Terry. It is about a family of a lot of people that need a family. That's right. I, I can see it. I this can. is this is our family. Like We don't have to fucking... Like, we're not going to talk about it right now, but... When you hear mine and Neil's story off this shit, you will understand why Neil has to be in my life and I have to be in his. Right. And Neil will be fucking infatuated with you the more he gets to know you. This is supposed to happen. I'm a believer in, 
You get put in places in time because you're supposed to fucking be there. And I agree. Neil at one point in time could have beat the fuck out of me. And that's not an exaggeration. It not, probably, not it'd even, probably been justified. No, it would have been. That's what's fucking beautiful about this. Neil at one point in time could have beat the fuck out of me and it would have never been frowned upon because I deserved it. I feel like we've all been there at some point. But Somebody I'll tell you, could have beat the shit out of us and, and been justified. But I know I've been there a lot. There's there's a reason why Neil has become a staple of this show and of my life. There's Understandably, a re- there's a reason why you have been a staple of my life for a hot fucking ass minute. We're finna fucking play Jeff Golden shit. Oh God. The whole if you don't know who Jeff Golden is, you're fucking missing out. You are missing Look out at Neil raising his eyebrows. We're finna fucking educate this guy. Oh, oh, oh. It's gonna be good. Look, I just want to tell you, thank you. This is one of the episodes that I've been looking for with you. And uh the fact that Neil gets to be here, it makes oh, it dude. even fucking more special. That was a good time. Hell uh, yeah. I have fun talking it, shit anyway. You you and Tucker. You and Tucker and Neil. You and Tucker and Neil are the ones I wanted to hear the most. Because if I blow the fuck up, my boys are going to blow the fuck up. Cheers to that, I'll brother. drive the bus. You go ahead. <laughs> you got the voice, but you goddamn ain't got the face. But hey. uh, it's okay. It's called radio for a reason. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There you have it, sports fan. Uh, one more time, Tyler, because I'm finna fucking exit out of this. I need you to tell them what your social media stuff is. In any songs, the only song that I I really know is "Lottery," that you got on iTunes. Do you still have it on iTunes? I don't. E- honestly, I don't even know. I've been I've been on the damn pipeline for you know so long. you know fuck that shit. Just tell them. You're, but just, I have. But but what I've started doing is since I've been up there, I've been doing Instagram live shows, and I'll upload the shows to IGTV. So that's like the last twelve posts I have on my Instagram. Well, tell them your Instagram. My Instagram is Tyler Branch Music. And then uh, my I have a artist page on Facebook under Tyler Branch that you can go on there and find. I don't know if those videos are on there, but all those videos are on Instagram, and they're they're like an hour long to an hour and a half. You can go on, and I I literally just sitting. In the well, you just went and, you just went fucking two plus hours with me. Has it been that long? I oh yeah, baby. What about you, Neil? Tell them your shit. Because you're already on like TikTok Live and shit. Like, I mean, you, I might. You look, going ham. Give me a minute and I'll look it up. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't even know your TikTok. <laughs> That's badass. I love that. That's when you know you're getting big. That's here we badass. go. Here we go. Here we go. Here, it's uh, at Neil Mullis1. N E I L. Motherfucker, you couldn't remember that. I couldn't. I don't know. Shit. And Snapchats. How you look that up? You just click on this. Are you really asking me how you look at we'll, your fucking We'll post Snapchat. your snap code to his social media. I think it's N-E-I-L-7087. There you go. It wasn't yeah, that fucking it. complicated. I like how he's like, I think it's... I don't never see it. <laughs> he didn't want his wife to know he, he knew what his fucking handle was. That's what it was. He was like, Kelby, I really don't know, but maybe this is what it is. Maybe. Hey, but for real, uh, Neil, thank you, as always, for coming Hell in. Yeah. You are... Uh, you're going to be a big part of what I got fucking going forward. And you, motherfucker, I love you. I love you too, brother. There's there's, uh, there's not enough words. Hey. There's what? really not. Sunday, I, I tell you what, hold on, before we do this. Neil, you don't know this yet, and I'm sure you have to work Monday. But me and this guy 
and Riley Lowry. Riley was in here earlier. He did a podcast. He's playing tomorrow night in Statesboro. Uh, we're all fucking hanging out Sunday. If you are free Sunday, it's going to get weird. And uh, I say, we get, I, you, I say we get on here and jam some more. You want to get on here and jam some Y'all more? Y'all going to be here? Shit, yeah. yeah. You're going to have to come down and play, go play golf with us when it gets warm. Listen, fuck it. Let's play Sunday. I ain't no golfer. We ain't neither. No, I, no, I, we I will, suck. We suck. Look. Hey, can I can I tell can I tell you some one thing before we exit? No, no, this? absolutely, baby. I'm gonna tell you my my experience of playing golf. I got a buddy from back home, and uh, I say it like it's ten hours away or uh, so hours far, away. so far. But I got a buddy that I grew up around, and uh, he stayed on. We got hanging out hot and heavy after I after I moved back out there after I got divorced. And uh, he stayed on me and was like, man, you got to get into golf. Because they would go play golf every weekend. He's like, man, you got to go, come play golf with us. I said, man, I ain't no golfer. You know, he goes, come on, I, I'll teach you. I'll te- you know what? i tell you what. And finally, it took like three or four months. He goes, come out to the golf course. You can use my clubs. I'll show you the basics. And if you like it, you can get some. If you don't, don't worry about it. I said, okay. <laughs> so it's a Saturday. It's like a Saturday morning. And we got up. Got out there and he goes, Here, look, I'm gonna set you up at the driving range with a bucket of balls and I'm gonna go pay for our game and, and, and we'll go. And he had a set of pink, like pretty nice ping golf clubs. Yeah. I mean, the whole set, you know. And so he sets me up and he starts me out with the little ones. He's like, Here, try this. And I was working out, I was like big working out at the time. I was jacked. So he's like, Big old dick. Take this little one here. And, uh, and start knocking them out there, and he starts showing me how to swing, and I'm like, man, I can't even move like this, you know. And so we will start working our way up, and he goes, well, here, take that driver and start sending some out there, and, and uh, I'm going to go pay for our game. I'll come back. I said, all right. So he walks off, and, and the tees are laying there, and the bucket of balls is laying there, and I grab this driver out, and I'm going, man, this thing looks expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I know where the fuck so, this is going. So I grab, I grab one, you know, put it on a tee, tee it up, you know, and I'm, and it's going. I mean, it's slicing like hell. It, and it, it ain't no rhyme or reason. It's just right, left, left, right. It's going everywhere. Uh-huh. And I finally start straightening it out a little bit, and I'm like, God damn, I'm gonna get this thing by the time he gets back. And about, probably about ten or twelve balls in, I put one on the tee. Stuck it in the ground, and I was kind of not leaning on the club, but I was kind of like had it in my hand, and I feel something go, mm-hmm. and I went, that didn't feel right. I looked down, and the head of this driver is laying on the ground sideways, and the shaft is stuck in straight in the dirt. I'm, I'm not had, playing had, fucking golf with you. And must I have went, been a tailor made. <laughs> you you know, shut the fuck up. Whoa. <laughs> so I, I looked down. How much money have you spent on drivers in 2020? Uh, not enough to be as shitty as I am. <laughs> look, look, hey, look. So he had just had this thing reshafted. I come to find out. Like, he had it and then spent more money on it, and then I broke it. So I'm sitting there. He walks back up, and I got I got the head of this driver in one hand and the shaft in the other, and I'm going. That's what she said. And he goes, he looks at, he goes, and he realizes, it takes him a minute. He goes, like, what happened? I said, Man, I was hitting it like you told me to, and it just fell apart. <laughs> and so he grabs it, and he's like, "You know what, man? It's fine. It's all right." Because he knew he'd been he'd been after me for months to just to be there. And I, he goes, "It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay." You know, um, you, I'll just use Josh, his brother. He goes, "I'll use I'll just use Joshua's driver. It's fine." Um, you still want to play with us? I said, "Nope. I got my guitar in the truck." I said, "I'll go get it." 
y'all clear a spot for me on the back of the cart. And I rode around 18 holes with him with guitar in hand propped up on the back and did this the whole time. I that absolutely, was, that I was absolutely the end of my golfing. That was the end of my golfing career. No, no, no it's not. No, it's not. Because <laughs> you're going to play with us. But I'm just going to tell you something. I absolutely love you. If you break my fucking driver that I am not good enough to have. Mm-hmm. Well, you just keep adding mine. I'm going to break your goddamn gar- guitar. I, I told you. No, <laughs> no, sir. no, we'll agree to disagree, and I'll just, I'll just play and sing. I love you. I would rather play and sing too. But I gave you, I gave you fair warning. Hey, man, I'm just going to tell you, this has been one of the best two hours and 15 minutes of my life having a fucking podcast it, with you and Neil. Oh, and man. Uh, this is special. It is. Neil, it is. I'm glad you got to see what he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember a lot last weekend. But... I know. You're finna, well, <laughs> no, he's going to pull a guitar out. Oh, that's good. Mm. Is that drunk. okay with you? I'm sober now. Are you really? Yes. Oh, that's not good. That's a shame. Oh, go get us some more of them fucking to, to all gummy bear drops, you piece of there. shit. You ordered the first round. No, I fucking <laughs> did. We'll argue about this when we Damn get All right. Uh, hey, there's six, no... six grown-ass <laughs> men sitting around the table taking a bright pink shot. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We want with to, beards. With, yeah. <laughs> no, the only person there was fucking Kaz who didn't have one. And dear Lord, please forgive me. We love Kaz. Kaz I like Kaz. Kaz is I, I an like extremely him. great individual. He, cool There's not a lot of people that go out of their way to be nice to somebody. Yeah. No, Kaz, Kaz is an amazingly good person. He's, sure. he's family just like y'all are. That's right. That's right. That, but, that other guy you're talking about. Uh, the other guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about him later. Um, but Love, anyway, lovely too. Yes. So I'm gonna hit uh, stop on this in just a second, but beforehand, and neither one of y'all say fucking anything else because I get the last word on my own goddamn show. <laughs> um, Fine. Neil, thank you as always. You are always a fucking like you're always good on this. Like you, I hate that you like manual labor because you would so be good at just talking. And uh, you, fucking Tyler Branch. I've been wanting to do this with you since I fucking got fired. And it means the world to me that we finally made time to do it. Cheers, brother. I, I, thought, last, I thought last weekend I blew my chance to do this with you. Uh, because uh, we got fucked up. I, I, I thought so. The fucked up thing about me and you is we tend to get fucked up. <laughs> it, it does happen it does happen but uh for you and your family and neil and his family i wish the absolute best and uh i'm very blessed to have both of y'all as my boys like and, and uh, i love you both and uh very grateful for y'all and i'm also very grateful for everybody listening uh thank y'all for listening to politics religion and whiskey the josh terry podcast we will catch you motherfucking next time